So this Tfue story is, uh, you know, pretty, pretty wild um, that they're getting embroiled in this lawsuit. And there are so many layers to this, and I've seen so many hot takes and so many people that aren't addressing all of the periphery stuff. No worries, thanks Kazzo, appreciate it. In fact, the only intelligent tweet i think i've seen about this today hello son uh, or daughter um Jernok's masculine sounding name but hey it's 2019 which should get with the times um the only intelligent tweet i think i've seen about it today was from bryce blum well spent my man glad to be here thank you very much appreciate it uh was that there's going to be so many people who have hot takes based on the information that's here in the uh present right that we only have this limited amount of information and people are going to just jump based on what is effectively a complaint and what you have to understand is you know bryce is absolutely right a complaint is one person's side of something it is in no way definitive you know i think i was very fair when i was covering the phantom lord stuff even though you know i was the guy that broke the story we went back and forth and we would analyze the lawsuits on stream or in youtube videos and we would talk about you know which elements of the complaints were accurate and fair and seemed to be making good points which parts of the lawsuit were potentially deficient and needed to be changed you know which lawyers were doing a good job this is just the first blow um and honestly if you want to know what this is about, right? And I'll just tell, I'll, just to give you a juicy tidbit, throwing throwing it right out there. This is Tifu just wants out of phase. That's all this is. It's a flex to get him out of phase. Now you're going to say, Richard, we could have figured that out, but he's already been in talks with like other. Well, not talks. I mean, that that mischaracterized it, I suppose. But there, let's just say there's other potential offers for him to go to other big organi NA organizations and, and work in tandem with them. It's not even about him necessarily making a break for independence, right? Like, I think he would be... It's just that he wants out of this contract because you've got to make hay while the sun shines. And right now, the sun is shining on Tifu. Now, is that fair? Is that right? We'll get into all of that down the road, right? But what, if you watch by the numbers and you've been listening to what I've been saying for, for a long time, why has FaZe changed the way that it operates? Why aren't they spending the money that they used to spend? Thank you. Have a beer on me, man. Appreciate it. I will have a beer on you, but not tonight. No drinking tonight. Peppermint tea. Uh, that's my drug of choice for this evening. Um... So why haven't they been spending uh, like they used to? Well, this isn't the only lawsuit they're embroiled in. There's another two. They also had all those other issues. If you remember the bank's bar fight, which again, I'll place it in some sort of contextual stuff here. There has been a lot of shit going on around FaZe. I mean, FaZe has been um, going through some unbelievable turmoil. Um, some of it because of banks. Some of it banks is the victim. Uh, in my opinion, of people trying to exploit him while he was going through an episode where he was suffering from mental illness. We'll also get into that. But, I, you know, I am very savvy of a lot of the things that have been going on around FaZe because I first started to get to know FaZe um, in, like, I want to say 2015 is where I started to, like, really follow what was going on over at FaZe because it was very clear to me they were going through all of these changes. And all of this part of the story gets us to where we're at today. So very important that we sort of get into all of it and, you know, place it all... Uh, 
you know, in, in a historical timeline. Now, I'll just start you off here. This is basically my introduction point to phase. Because remember, they're a big Call of Duty organization primarily, and, and, and an organization very much like Optic, that were, we, we, we walk that line between entertainment and esports. And it's like, we do have esports teams, and we are competitive, but we know the influencer and the YouTube side of things and the vlogs, that makes way more money and we have way more of a following in that. We can have excellence too, but this is our bread and butter. So FaZe was another one of these big hybrid um, organizations. Um that was that was doing things very differently like in csgo a lot of the and, and just traditionally sports organizations they came to the influencer stuff way late over in call of duty all the big organizations were totally ahead of the curve built huge communities on twitter on youtube were regular content machines mills some of these people don't even play in teams some of these people didn't even have teams you know it was just you make content and that's how you become a successful uh, recognized organization over in call of duty so when they started having some problems, and some of you probably won't even remember this story, um, and apologies for the link to Breitbart, but that was where I was publishing at the time. Um, I know there's going to be some re's in the chat. But this is where I started to get to know the new wave of phase management. So this is early 2016. Um, and basically what had happened was when phase came in and bought um, the G2 esports team which if you remember was their first csgo team it was the most expensive team purchase at the time um there was all these backroom shenanigans that were going on so shenanigans being a word i don't get to say often but i'll, I'll just read you the report as is it's not very long um the purchase of the g2 esports counter-strike global offensive squad by call of duty giants phase clan seemed to be a straightforward deal the team populated by several fan favorites made the move officially on january the 21st but it had been in the works for some time prior to that the move however wasn't handled as amicably as it was presented breitbart sources have since revealed that the move which was subject to a record buyout bid for a csgo go team actually saw both the players in the organization threatened with a ban from the electronic sports league flagship competition due to an overlapping business relationship with an esl board member so this goes back to when ocelot's org g2 was called gamers 2 and uh, it, it it explains the chronology here that they rebranded as g2 esports in october 2015 after having signed a csgo team um having that were formerly with kingwin that um you know they were based in poland they're like a g2a style key re seller probably shady business i think they've closed down their esports division now partner with the g2 organization is jens hilgers a long-standing executive in the esl hierarchy whose company dojo madness has worked with g2 in various capacities dojo madness created the lol sumo app and despite not appearing on the g2 website is as an official sponsor g2 have engaged in several promotional appearances for the product it also has been stated by multiple members of g2 that hilgers is a partial owner of g2 this is now all out in the open by the way i stuck with this story right, right the way through to the g2 versus fanatic thing jens Hilgers is still named on the uh, documents as a G2 co-owner. 
um, and has acted as a mentor to Carlos Rodriguez when it comes to business practices. Sources close to the G2 organization are requested anonymity confirmed by Breitbart that upon learning of FaZe's interest in purchasing the G2 team, Jens Hilgers issued several threats that said any tampering with the team would result in a ban from the ESL ESEA Pro League. These threats were reportedly communicated via email sent by G2 owner Carlos Ocelot Rodriguez and directly by Hilgers across Skype conversations. Hilgers also spoke with several gaming organizations asking what they offer support in any action taken against FaZe, asking that they uh, offer support in any action taken against FaZe, since you're refusing to participate in leagues that they were allowed to enter. So basically, there's conflicting sides of what happened around about this time. Um, if you if you believe some of these European owners, Ocelot himself, Jens Hilgers, FaZe were trying to strong arm them to sell, so Jens clapped back and said, listen, We've got this Wisa shit coming. We're going to basically have this mobilized group and FaZe will not be welcome, no matter which players you have on the team, to compete in any of these leagues. And keep in mind, Jens Hilgers wasn't just a co-owner of G2. He was like the chairman of the board over at ESL. Had a lot of pull, a lot of sway. Um, now, I there's... there's it, this inarguably all happened. I, you know, I don't even think they denied it. I think what they tried to deny was that the uh, um, uh, reasons, you know, uh, for doing it, um, and and you know, complete nonsense. Um, but if you if you believe what Jens and Carlos were saying, that phase were like strong arming them, pressuring them to sell, tampering with the players, had made approaches in an inappropriate fashion, didn't want to give them the market value. What phase say, and this is where I got to know the phase management guys, was that basically because of the relationship with ESL and the threat to ban them from ESL leagues, they forced FaZe to put the price up to, to a valuation that FaZe didn't want to meet, but in the end had to because they wanted the team and they w didn't want any penalties for the way they got the team. So at this time, I get I, I start to learn about, well, what why is FaZe even interested in a European CSGO team? Well, what had happened was they brought in a new investor, a guy um, whose name I will get you now. Um... Sebastian Gwertz, right? They did this partnership uh, at this time um, with a company called Hubrick. Um, they started, there's an article about this that I'll link you to. Um, and this is basically when FaZe started to sort of get like refinanced, get new investors, more, well, what they thought was going to be more competent business people to drive the organization forward. Um, so, uh, I don't want to miss out on the stories. I am the stories. Um, so you can see here, this is, uh, the, uh, passage that you need to know where, where is the bit about, uh, Hubrick, right? So, um, it talks all about their humble beginnings, trick shots, how they started expanding. And then it says, two, it talks about the two sides, the entertainment side, the YouTube side, and the esports side. And you can see, to a certain degree, the two sides of FaZe exist autonomously of one another. The esports operation, emboldened by its successes at the highest level, now includes teams in Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, Rainbow Six Siege, Player... Uh, play unknown battlegrounds and Fortnite. on the other side of the brand phase established several houses where team entertainers like olive olivera uh, can live together collaborate and grow their channels there are currently three active phase houses one in la calabasas and austin uh, the first phase house established in new york where it's no longer active changed everything for us olivera said everyone made videos every day every single day we were creating content all together helping everyone out one of the best ways you can grow your brand online is to collaborate with people so you can share your ideas and share your viewers. 
right? So this pretty much just tells you what you probably already know, that, that the organization was expanding. It wanted to have a, a, an eSports side of things, but they wanted it to be autonomous. They knew it was going to cost money. They knew it was going to take expertise. So, and, and, and banks had a lot on its plate, which we're going to get to. So basically, you um, had this company called Hubrick. Uh, and Hubrick are a social media platform run by Norwegian entrepreneur Sebastian Gwertz. And in 2015, remember that name. Very important to this story. Very important all the way up to all the bullshit. Because again, FaZe is a fucking mess. It's, it's been a mess for years. If you're a FaZe fan, you probably don't know some of this. Because they do a very good job of making it look like, oh, you know, hey, it's me, it's Banks, I've been away, I've had some personal problems. No, it's a mess internally. It's a shit show of lawsuits and fucking, they, you know, money being locked up in other places and fraud and, and just, it's fucking crazy how bad it goes. And Sebastian Gwertz is a big part of this. So in 2015, Gwertz wanted to get involved in the gaming space and was advised to reach out to two particular personalities. One was Chris Puckett, a notable esports commentator. We all love Chris. Uh, and the other was Faze Temper, uh, which is uh, the Oliveira that's referred to in the article. Gwertz flew Oliveira out to Norway and the two soon form formed a close bond. He's the hungriest person I've ever met, Oliveira told Tube Filter. He works harder than anyone. To this day, he's like my big brother. And again, this is like very similar language you see from all of these like, investment groups. We all love each other until something goes wrong, right? So anyway, this Sebastian Gwertz guy was sort of running all of the operational side of uh, Phase Esports. I talked to him a few times. I might even have met him at an event. I, I, you know, I, I, it's all hazy. I want to say it might have been E-League, um, but I'm not too sure. But, but I, I think I met him at something in, in person or certainly a representative of Phase where we had a conversation about it. Um. So, you can see here, what this Hubrick company did, uh, it helped FaZe organize its network, gave it the resources it's needed to both recruit top esports players and assist the growth of its vlog channels. Among other investments, Gwertz and his partners provided the capital FaZe needed to build the most expensive Counter-Strike team in the world, which it put together by acquiring the, line acquiring the lineup of esports collective G2. After that, it didn't take long for FaZe to raise its first Counter-Strike trophy. Uh, on it goes, uh, Hubrick uh, also got to install a guy called Lee Trink. Interestingly enough, I was meant to interview this Lee Trink for Deserto, he was one of my uh, guests that was planned in like the first week and I think he was going to do it thinking it would be a softball interview and then I think he looked up who I am and he cancelled because <laughs> I think he knew all of this stuff that I'm talking about now was going to be the way the direction I was going to go in uh, with the question so Lee Trink fucking bailed um, so we don't get that interview and I doubt we ever will we probably certainly won't after this stream um, but you know uh, it is what it is. But anyway, it's interesting that Hubrick is still uh, in, you know, part of this uh, company, or rather an appointment from Hubrick is still within phase. You'll see why in a sec. So what was going on at this time, and what uh, people might not remember is, Banks was having a serious mental episode. It was really sad because, I, you know, I've got a little bit of guilt in all of this because the last time I talked to Banks directly uh, was via Skype. And it was at the height of the uh, CSGO Wild stuff and the FaZe ties. And I was like digging deep in all of the ties between FaZe and the money they were making from this fucking skins casino. Which they said they didn't have a controlling interest in. 
Um, and again, like I have a tendency to do with people that I perceive to be doing harmful things to esports, I was very vitriolic in the way I, I talked to him, um, you know, calling him a piece of shit and stuff like this. And he was trying to like, I, you know, not apologize, but he was trying to be like, look, honestly, like it looks bad, but it isn't what you think. And, you know, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, the evidence is unbelievably damning and i am sick of you call of duty motherfuckers coming into my game and treating it like a way to make some fucking profit so fuck you but what i didn't know was um what i didn't know is he was having a serious mental health episode at the time and this is where things get really dodgy because banks was relinquishing parts of phase like in terms of control he was giving the hubrick guys the sebastian quartz character he was giving them like control of parts of phase and was basically being like a vocal proponent for them doing it but he wasn't of sound mind i mean you know there are some stories which i think some people have told banks himself might even have told it about him like turning up to meetings and like taking clothes off and getting my double, you know, he wasn't well, he wasn't well, and, um, you know, he, he, I think he was diagnosed with bipolar, um, off the back of this, so now you have this situation where you've got banks making business decisions and having people exploit, potentially, again, that's my opinion, um, exploit him while he's not in a good state of mind, and I was, you know, fucking balls deep in the CSGO wild stuff, and I did none of that was on my radar. I didn't realize until I'd already said mean things to him, if you like. And, you know, I don't like talking poorly to people that are having a tough time health-wise. It's not who I am. Um, and I really regret that chapter, and me and Banks have never talked since, so I haven't had a chance to put that right. But I'll just tell you, he was really ill and um people around him like uh, happens in a lot of these instances they didn't look after him now again if you're doubting what i'm saying about just how bad it got banks actually put a video out because he went on a hiatus and that uh that hiatus uh if you believe some people uh was you know he had to go to a uh you know doctors and a clinic and a facility and you know get to a position where he was um you know better again a lot of people were saying behind the scenes i'll just play you uh, this part. So this is from his video called I'm Back Explanation from 2016, kind of shortly after, you know, all of the acquisition of the Face CSGO team were happening and all of that stuff. Loved and fucking shared awesome times and stuff. But, you know, what I mean, the good can only outweigh the bad so much before something breaks, before there's a breaking point. And um, that's exactly what happened. In December, um, I had... I had gone back home to Boston. We were in New York. I had gone back home to Boston, and I really, really fucking lost it during that time. I, um, I don't regret this, but I went to the mall and I spent like fucking. I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on like random kids. Like I was getting approached. I probably met like thirty fucking kids that day, and I was just buying them all Christmas presents and fucking. If you remember the Snapchats from that time, I was just obviously really, really fucking crazy at this time. Um, not like a crazy, like, I wasn't trying to kill anybody, I wasn't trying to fucking kill myself, I wasn't trying, I wasn't like, seeing weird little creatures, and, like, I wasn't fucking batshit crazy, I wasn't like crackhead, you know what I mean, Hollywood Boulevard fucking crazy, I was, um, I was just, you know what I mean, I wasn't being myself, I was moving way too fast, if that, that's probably the best I could describe it, I was just moving so fast, my brain, everything, I was just, go, 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 I was making very impulsive decisions, and, um, 
Yeah. So look, we, we don't need to watch the whole video, um, but if you're a fan of FaZe and maybe you weren't aware of this chapter in you know, Banks' life and, and the impact that this chapter has had on FaZe's history, it's definitely worth watching um, 33 minutes, but it's, 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 it's a rollercoaster story. But the bottom line is that you can hear it in his own words, you know, I, I was crazy. Um, he's showing, and again, obviously not a doctor, but he is showing classic symptoms of bipolar disorder, reckless spending. Uh, is a very, um, you know, it, it's it's a hallmark of that because, you know, what you do is you you spend money uh, in a reckless fashion uh, when you're having the ma the manic episodes and then you get super depressed because you've got no money uh, when you have the, you know, the down episodes, the depressive episodes. Um, it's, it's just... It, it's a, it's a classic thing you know bipolar people when they're in, having a manic episode they don't think about the consequences of their actions the brain chemistry doesn't enable you to do that and pretty much what he's saying there about all i'm thinking about is go 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 you know is uh it, again classic pathology of of, of the bipolar uh, disorder so he um Th that relationship that happened at that time, the whole Hubrick thing, ended very, very badly. And I have heard various rumors, um, and it blows my mind that it hasn't been reported in the mainstream press, uh, the mainstream games press, because this is this is publicly available. There is uh, there is a lawsuit that was filed on the twenty fourth of August, twenty eighteen. And what's interesting is, without getting access to the specific documents, I haven't had time to do that. I could probably do that, but this is just to show you how the the, the this is a, what they call Unicourt. Uh, it basically shows you uh, legal filings. You see, Phase Clan versus Hubrick Limited, and they're having a the Phase, the entity of Phase, is in a lawsuit with one of its investors this hubrick situation so this was this has been going on for almost a year i don't know what the fuck is going on here um but everybody knew this behind the scene like everybody knew that this was going on like we were we were told like phaser in a lawsuit with that norwegian dude um uh, who's named specifically on this uh, court document somewhere um so all you can get all the documents here. Like, I just haven't had time to download them. We could do that now and go through them if you want. But there he is. Respondent uh, Sebastian Goetz. There he is again. And he's named as the defendant. And the plaintiff is Clout Gang Incorporated. Uh, which uh, is obviously uh, one of the uh, trading names for for, uh, for FaZe. So, this is a, a very strange situation and if you look at what their what the and this is a civil suit so if you look at what the civil suit is for it says it is for property fraud now property fraud you know means uh well in in this instance so i'm so i understand it correctly is the the houses housing so I don't know what the fuck has gone on here, whether or not the loan was took out uh, using false information. I'll probably download the docs while I'm on the stream. I, like I say, I was out all day, so I didn't have time to do it. But anyway, just so you know what was going on behind the scenes, we were all told um, that, oh, yeah, that, that Norwegian dude fucked up a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and again, this is also, you know, gossip. So take it with a pinch of salt, but my sources are usually solid. Um, and Phaser uh, having a l lawsuit uh, with, with him and Hubrick and the company that supposedly helped revolutionize him. Now, what's, as I said, super interesting is the Lee Trink guy who you saw came over from Hubrick, never been involved in esports, uh, but was basically a music 
label manager and is now the CEO over at FaZe. So there's a competency question there, honestly. Um, he was from Hubrick and he's still within the organization. So there is the idea that FaZe is like a holistic, uh, well-functioning org right now is nonsensical. It is nonsensical because the company that helped fund and made a lot of the decisions around their esports division is embroiled in a lawsuit with the fucking parent company that brought them in. <laughs> so that's as messy as it, get, fo it gets, folks. And for fucking property fraud, no less. So... So this was the first thing, and I was like, this is going to come out. Keemstar's going to get this, or uh, a publication's going to get this. Because you literally just have to type in FaZe Clan versus Hubrick, and it's the first Google thing that comes up. But nobody, nobody covered this. Nobody mentioned this. And this is a big fucking story, by the way. You know, that shows you that things aren't well. That all isn't well. Uh, and, and it, you know, when you think about the rolling coverage we had for, um, the, uh, for the, you know, FaZe Bank's bar fight thing, right, and whether or not by, you know, encouraging his followers to give, like, bad fucking Yelp reviews and, you know, go to this bar and stuff, you know, what transgressions he crossed. So there was, like, an update about that every day while that was fucking happening from what I could see. Um, but, you know, this well-known... Well known that that one of the financiers for the new wave of FaZe Esports is embroiled in a lawsuit with the company. Zip. So, you know, I I kind of felt like, you know, I wasn't publishing at the time that I, I learned of this. And then obviously it's it's old now, you know. It's I you know, I think I was working at E-League still. Or no, I just started with WSOE actually. Um, so you know, I had I had things on my plate, but again, a simple Google search brings us up. I'll probably jump on this site now and get all the documents down. But we'll we'll f start tunneling in more on some of the other stuff that's been going on, and we'll 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 come back to this uh, later. We can we can look at the lawsuits uh, documents. I'll I'll get them downloaded. So okay, so you you've already got this shit show going on over at Phase at this point. And no, no pun intended, this isn't to make a joke at anyone's expense, but FaZe itself has become a bipolar organization. It has an esports division that is riddled with, uh, you know, people that aren't talking to the other side of things, making decisions completely autonomously. There's a lot of division within the organization. Because of all of these lawsuits they're embroiled in, because this isn't the only one, assets have basically been said, like, you know, again, this is another thing that I've been told by multiple sources, you can't go and spend any money. You wondered why they're not going out and spending big money anymore. They might have to pay fucking damages. They've got lawyers' fees. You know, good luck, like, free and... Ah, oh, we'll just blow another million to get a fucking top CS player. No, you might need that million. Because we don't know where the fuck any of this is going. So then they had this other situation that came up, which is just unbelievable. And such a um, oversight uh, in a lot of ways. And I'm, I'm sure some of you guys saw this. Um... But this was uh, that FaZe then got sued by an apparel company. Um, also, in the same year that they've just filed this, uh, over the FaZe trademark. And um, uh, <laughs> this was uh, filed in Esports Insider ESPN. 
San Francisco-based clothing company FaZe Apparel is suing FaZe Clan over alleged trademark infringement for the use of the word FaZe on apparel items sold by the esports team, according to documents filed in the U.S. District Court for the Central District of California. On May 22nd, District Judge R. Carrie Klausner granted a motion for a preliminary injunction sought by FaZe Apparel that will prohibit FaZe Clan from selling merchandise with the word FaZe on it without Clan being prominently displayed. So this is also another thing. All of that stock you've already made, you can't sell it. There's an injunction on you selling it until this lawsuit's resolved. So that's another impact to the FaZe monetary system. Right? And, and now, you can't just say... Phase. If you want to sell it, you've got to remake your merchandise with the slightly less, for you know, obvious reasons. We, you know, me and Thorin talked about it the other day. The word clan, you know, it doesn't have the same ring to it it did 10 years ago, does it? We live in a hysterical time where, you know, the word clan can only mean one thing. So, um, I'll see if I can just bring this image up. Can I can I enhance this? Wait, I'll I'll, I'll see if I can get a zoomed in image, because uh, I want to show you just some of the uh, some of the compare comparing and contrasting. I, I I can't really make it any bigger. Was it was it bigger on the esports insider page? Maybe. Um, let me just see if I can find it for you. No. Uh, Yeah, I think I gotta just. I'll just have to show you this. Uh, just I'll just paste it to the image. You can see it there. It's no bigger, but it probably makes it contrast a little bit better. But you can see here just by looking at some of these, um, you know, logo designs. Uh, this is the phase apparel up here. So this is the non esports, non gaming um, division. And then you go down here, and you know, look. I'm not a fucking lawyer. I'm not an expert on these things. There's some fucking similarities. If I owned the clothing company, I'd probably, um, I'd, I'd probably be like, you know what? That looks like our shit. You know, it sort of does, doesn't it? If you put them side by side, you would think they were by the same company. I'm just saying. So they got that. They got that on their fucking plate while this is going on, right? And as I said, you had the whole. Um, You had the whole uh, thing with the um, uh, the whole thing with the fucking uh, what was it? The Barley House bar, Barley House, that bar in Cleveland, or something where uh, where banks went out and there was like a fight and that whole nonsense. So that wasn't good either. I mean, that you know, you can probably say that's just bad optics and it's not necessarily going to have a massive financial impact on them. But that, it wasn't good. And that was, um, I think they only got the old clear from that in February. I think the judge said that we're not going to sanction you and take any further action. So you had all that on your fucking plate. So whole thing, I mean, and keep in mind, that was... If I remember rightly, I think that made national news. I think that was covered in, like, the Washington Post. So, you know, it was... It, it was just a crazy, like, car crash time for FaZe. So now, we get to today's story. T-Few, right? And I, we will go over the actual full lawsuit. Um, 
I will get that for us. Where's the uh, where's the link directly to the lawsuit? There it is. It's unscribed. Of course it is. So all lawsuit documents. But it was it was uh, exclusive. Like literally, I'm waking up, you know, doing my thing. Boom. Here it is. Hollywood Reporter. Uh, cool, cool ads, bro. Uh, Esports Pro sues gaming organization FaZe Clan over supposedly, in air quotes, oppressive contact. Turner Tenney, a 21-year-old professional gamer known as Tfue, says FaZe Clan is violating California law and the Talent Agency Act. And again, I want you to remember this part of it. The Talent Agency Act. I've had experience with this. I'll show you. I covered another story about talent agency law in California and how strict it is. And this is one of the other issues FaZe Clan has. That while it's trying to be like an esports organization traditionally, to its players, in its contracts, in its verbiage, it acts as a talent agent agency effectively. It represents you. It gets you sponsorship deals. And they put in that there is some part to this where they might be violating that specifically there are some parts of this and again not a lawyer this is only the first blow i'll show you some of the responding tweets from phase because i think a lot of people have this misinformation they saw the number number 80 percent of his earnings and people have gone batshit crazy going what 80 percent of his salary well well no that would be silly. And then, no, what, 80% of all his prize money? Well, according to FaZe, no. And I'm pretty sure they wouldn't lie about that because that's a hell of an easy lie to prove. You just show the court your fucking bank balance. So you would be beyond stupid to lie about that, right? So it's not 80% of his earnings. There's some stuff that we need to tunnel in on. And then we can have a discussion about whether or not that's right or wrong, right? Anyway, let's read the report. Uh, one of the world's top professional esports players. All right, Hollywood reporter, there was an attempt. Is suing his gaming organization for allegedly restraining his business opportunities and taking up to 80% of his earnings in a complaint that argues esports players' representatives should be regulated like agents of film and TV stars. Turner Tenney, a 21-year-old professional gamer known as TV on Monday, sued FaZe Clan for allegedly limiting his ability to pursue his profession in violation of California law, passing on a lucrative brand deal because of a conflict of interest, and failing to pay him his share of sponsorship earnings. In no uncertain terms, these gamers are artists, entertainers, and content creators. They perform, they act, they direct, they edit, and they stream, writes attorney Brian Friedman of Friedman and Titleman in the complaint. Unlike traditional entertainment, esports is a new industry, and Freeman argues there is little to no regulation or oversight, and no unions or guilds to protect the players who are often young and trusting. All true, all fair comment. Um, there's a much bigger debate to be, are they entertainers or are they athletes? Because depending on how you classify them... Um, very different sets of governing laws and governing rules and expectations and how they make money and everything else. Uh, there was another story just recently. I'll probably get into it a little bit later once everyone's left, once all the phase dramas die down and the numbers dip and we just get down to the hardcore. Um, there was a really important story, April 30th. The NCAA declared they're not going to have anything to do with esports for now. We actually battened down the fucking hatches, said no to the NCAA, which for collegiate esports, best thing that could have happened. Um, so, uh, so I'll, I'll, we'll get into that later. Um, because again, I, there's just so much happening in esports every day, and I, I, I try and keep up with as much as I can. It's just depressing that people 
aren't out there talking about all this important shit and making you guys aware because it needs to be talked about. I just, I can't talk about everything, you know? Um, hmm. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of money up for grabs. Top, top eSport player Tyler Blevins, known as Ninja again. There was an attempt. Uh, not a top eSports player. Uh, in December, told CNN he brought in $10 million last year playing Fortnite. He boasts more than 20 million subscribers on YouTube and has racked up more than 450 million views on Twitch. His sponsors include Samsung, Uber Eats, and Red Bull. Tenny says he's missing out on those opportunities. What did I tell you? Right? Um, because of FaZe Clan's unlawful activity in connection with a deal he signed in April 2018. Uh, and he only gets to keep 20% of the revenue from any branded videos that are published on Twitch, YouTube, or social media, and half of his revenue from touring and appearances. His Twitch streams have been viewed more than 120 million times, and he has more than 10 million YouTube subscribers and 5.5 million Instagram followers. That gamer agreement is grossly oppressive, onerous, and one-sided, writes Friedman. FaZe Clan uses its illegal gamer contracts to limit Tenny to deals secured exclusively by FaZe Clan and to prevent Tenny from exploring deals presented by others, deals that are potentially superior to deals procured by FaZe Clan, and deals that are not saddled with an 80% finder's fee. Now, let's just explain why this is important why the california uh talent agency act is going to get involved in this discussion because if i say to you right um sign this contract and i will go and get you sponsorship deals but i will be solely responsible for bringing you those sponsorship deals i am acting in a capacity as an agent if i'm an organization and i say here's a contract and you can't have your own sponsors because you it, they may conflict with our sponsors that's a very different thing so without seeing the contract we can't say one way or the other what you know what the issue is now it's perfectly normal by the way in esports organizations and this is why this case could have ramifications or maybe won't actually be as important as people think it is because if you're at cloud nine let's say let's use them as an example right no disrespect to you jack please don't get upset but let's say you're at cloud nine Cloud9 is sponsored by HyperX, okay, if I remember rightly, and um, you, uh, you're, you're the best player on a team, and you say the CSGO team, let's say, you know, you, you're the best player on the CSGO team, and um, for, for what that's worth at the moment, and okay, let's say you're the best player on the League of Legends team, you're the star, and they say to you, hey, look, uh, a, a, another headset company, say, uh, Razer, Right or Sennheiser even because they make uh, you know really good headsets. So Sennheiser come to you and they go, "Do you want um, a, a individual sponsorship deal with us?" You can't have that deal. You can't have that deal because you are sponsored by HyperX. It's in your contract that you must wear HyperX headsets. You cannot wear Sennheiser. You can't endorse Sennheiser. You can't be seen with the Sennheiser headset. If you go to a tournament and they have non HyperX headsets. You, typically they have to be covered up you know the noise cancelling things you have to tape over this tape over that try and uh, obfuscate it so that is a perfectly normal thing that happens every day in esports and i have railed against it i have told players when you sign these contracts you give up and this is a standard and players do this multiple times you give up your image rights in perpetuity forever to the organization to be used in any way they see fit which means again let's say you're incarnation let's say you're sneaky you know whoever right and you leave cloud nine and you play for another org 
while you've signed your image rights away in perpetuity. Technically, they can still use you, your image, your brand to promote their shit. It's a mess. It's a fucking car crash out there in esports. Like, I'm telling you, understand a lot of these contracts that get signed um, are absolute, like, do not represent your best interests. They cap your um cap your earnings and take away fundamental rights you should always have control of your image rights always you know if your face is going to be used to promote something if your brand is going to be used to promote something you should always have control of that and it, it becomes nonsensical because let's say i'm at cloud nine they have my image rights. And then I move to Team Liquid. Well, Team Liquid have my image rights. And let's say I play League of Legends. Riot Games have my image rights. And then let's say I'm in a player union like we saw or something else. Well, for unknown reasons, they have my image rights too. So four entities own my image rights exclusively forever. How the fuck does that work? And how many times can you sign away your image rights until they're absolutely worthless and the contracts become farcical? That happens all of the time. Um... And I've, I've, I've warned people about this. There's a video um, in my YouTube channel from way back in the day. How fair is an LCS contract? This is an, another one called What is a Typical uh, CSGO Contract Looks Like? You can go watch those videos. They're evergreen. It tells you what isn't acceptable, what you shouldn't be signing away without giving it some serious thought. And listen, sometimes you have to give away your image rights. But... Giving them away in perpetuity, probably not smart. When I was at E-League, I had to sign a document that let them, for whatever, why they'd want to do this, I don't know. But they used, so they could use my face, use my image to promote the show. Right? Otherwise, they can't. If I don't sign that, they can't put Richard Lewis in an E-League commercial. So I have to sign it. But it wasn't in perpetuity. Because I'm not giving away the rights to this ugly mug. To anybody forever. It's mine. This is my ugly face. And I'll fucking mark it the way I want, right? So. Mm. Anyway. So, we need... Why, why is that? Why is what T-Fuse lawyers are arguing? Why is that different? And that's because T-Fuse has phase, supposedly. And when we see the contract, when it all comes out in the wash, we'll get into it um we'll we'll pick up the story again right but what i'm what i'm guessing it says is just like how they've worded here because a lawyer would be really dumb a lie in his first public statement uh saying listen we'll go and get you sponsorship deals but because we do all the legwork we take a cut if the cut's 80 percent, it's pretty fucking egregious i think we can all agree with that but but that is very different to what an esports organization says, where they say you cannot have conflicting sponsors, you are sponsored by the team if you are salaried as an athlete for our team, because they are not acting as an agent. The sponsors, you represent the sponsors in exchange for the salary. You don't represent them as uh, a personal endorsement that your uh, organization, your employer got you as an, you know, on your behalf. So it's, it, it sounds like it's the same thing, but it isn't. And the California Talent Agency Act is very clear about it. And that's why that is the crux of this particular case. So, um, the, the other, the other thing just to note is why would it be important for an organization to control um what sponsors you have well here's the issue and again i'll wager without them naming 
what it is uh, phase obviously has a very big g fuel sponsorship right so let's say theoretically monster energy say to t fuel like yo you're sick you're blowing up right now we want to give you a million dollar endorsement deal you know all you have to do is have a mini fridge on your fucking stream you know drink a monster tweet about our giveaways and our codes you know and as we get into the partnership maybe we make like a a, a t fuel themed can or whatever you know we're gonna do well you can't have that deal now because FaZe get that deal, and FaZe are doing business with G Fuel. Exclusively. Because exclusivity is how you make the money in a sponsorship deal. You don't go out and get sponsored by Red Bull, by Monster, by G Fuel. You have one energy drink. You have one peripheral manufacturer. You have one headset manufacturer. You have one monitor sponsor. You have one, you know, anything that clashes. You wouldn't get sponsored by both Uber and Lyft. You would choose one because the exclusivity is what brings the value. And again, it sounds obvious, but if what it sounds like happened here is T-Fuse had access to individual sponsors that would pay him way in excess of what FaZe are getting him, especially when you factor in their cut. And he's he's blown up to the point now where the sponsors are coming to him. He doesn't have to do any work to get sponsors now, and he's realized that having an agent operate on his behalf it doesn't benefit him at all. And in fact, actually, by them having that sort of right to go and do that on his behalf, assuming that's what it says in the contract, he's even limiting his, you know, that contract limits his opportunities. Because, uh, trust me, there's a difference between an agent who can get you a G Fuel sponsorship and an agent that can get you doing the fucking Super Bowl, like fucking Pokemon's agent or Ninja's agent, you know, actual you know, fucking real agents that have real ties to the real entertainment industry. So all of a sudden he's realized, shit, this, is, this doesn't work for me. This is now limiting how much money I can make. And the question doesn't become, um, well, why did he sign that, right? I see a lot of people asking this. They go, oh, but why would, an idiot. Why, why would he sign that contract when it's so agreed? Why would he do it? How stupid is he? To sign that contract yeah but the, the point is that contract's great when you're on the come up the question doesn't become is he a piece of shit for signing it the question is was it ever binding in the first place because is it a violation of the california talent engine it's pretty much cut and dry that if, if they violated that he'll wriggle out of the contract by the way just to give you my insight into what i think is going to happen here i think you'll see tfu leave phase this will all get settled quietly out of court without them fighting it he'll get out of his contract and he'll go to another big org like tsm or something like that that i think that's how the story ends but but anyway let's let's get back to the report And, and understand, I, I get why FaZe would feel slightly aggrieved. Because they played a huge part in building up TFU. But that becomes irrelevant if you did it by signing them to, to contracts that were violating California employment law. So, anyway. Um, that game, uh, we, we read that bit, uh, the 80% finest fee. Uh, Tenney attempted to terminate the agreement in September, claiming FaZe Clan breached their deal. According to the complaint, the group rejected Tenney's termination and contends he's still bound by their contract. Tenney is asking the court for a declaration that the gamer agreement is terminated and is seeking fair payment for his services and disgorgement of FaZe Clan's profits, as well as punitive damages. FaZe Clan on Monday afternoon sent THR, that's the Hollywood Reporter, a statement in response to the complaint. We're shocked and disappointed to see the news 
of TFU's press article and lawsuit. This is what they put out on Twitter, so I can just read it here. They've updated the article. Uh, we have only collected a total of $60,000 from our partnership while TFU has earned millions as a member of FaZe Clan. Now, again, if true, it might elicit some sympathy. By making this information public, you might have FaZe fans saying, like, well, TFU's a snake, TFU betrayed the organization. Again, it doesn't matter whether it was 60000 600000 6 million. It doesn't matter. It, it's, it's about the the contract and how it rubs up against this california talent agency act it, it it really is this cut and dry it doesn't matter i mean the way when you read the reports and everything that was tweeted out about it um it looks like they like people are going oh yeah they had a gentleman's agreement that they wouldn't take 80 percent of his uh money well it's like no like, the 80 percent seems to only apply to sponsorship deals so i mean it, it, it Obviously, he still made a lot of money. This this isn't a player who has literally been like bringing millions into the org, and eighty percent of it has gone to the org, right? There's there's that isn't what's happening, right? Um, but with all of the stuff that I've linked you to, and how much of a mess it is internally, and this idea that you know Phase Clan is a bit of a cheapskate organization, and they're embroiled in all these lawsuits, and they got all these problems with their merchandise, you know, again, it's not a good look, is it? If somebody then one of your biggest stars then starts alleging that you're taking eighty percent out of his pocket publicly, it creates this holistic picture, which is just a fucking PR nightmare. Um, also, as well, he says he tried to get uh, to uh, attempted to terminate the agreement in September, claiming Phase Clan breached their deal. Uh, what constitutes what they call a material breach in contract law? There aren't many. You know, you think like, oh, well, if they don't pay me, the contract's void. Well, not always, actually. So it, even if you don't pay people a salary that's bound in a contract, it might not be a material breach. Uh, as crazy as that sounds, you have to look at stuff very specifically to you know contextually uh to, you know to the situation but it sounds to me that you know something happened there might be listed in the lawsuit document that will bring up um but basically if you um if you think there's a material breach you want to just go get a lawyer straight away because if it is a material breach they get you out of that contract the contract is void immediately at that point um you know um, so, again, for, for example, uh, for things like housing, let's say, if I don't pay my rent for three months, you know, you would think, well, he's materially breached his rent contract. Well, no, landlords have to go, especially when it comes to your housing, to try and protect impoverished people. There are lots of hoops you have to jump through. You think it would just be cut and dry. You don't pay, so you, you've done it long enough. I don't want you to live here anymore because I don't believe you are going to pay and honor the contract we have. No, it doesn't work like that. So depending on the situation, what constitutes a material breach can be wildly different. Um, anyway... Um, so, meanwhile, uh, Friedman argues Tenney's contract isn't just anti-competitive. This is another thing that'll that'll come up as well. Anti-competition uh, anti, anti laws in California, um, in America in general, if you start getting into that type of language, I mean, because now it could be, you know, it, 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 can, it can go right up the chain for, of, of judges for something like this. Like, especially if FaZe do decide to fight it, which, honestly, they just shouldn't. Uh, it sounds terrible to say this. FaZe's best course of action is to just cut him loose from the contract and not fight this stuff. Get him to release a statement saying he was upset and some of the stuff he said was exaggerated because of that. 
Because some of the stuff in the lawsuit's pathetic. I mean, like, there's a bit about, the, we'll, we'll come into it now, about this fucking skateboarding act, and it's like, come on, you man. But, like, this is what you get told to do. When you have a legitimate complaint against an employer or someone you're in a contract with, what a lawyer will tell you is, can you think of anything that you've done? And we will, we will attack on all fronts. That's what a good lawyer will, will, will tell you. Um, but the the idea that this it could be could go go to anti competition laws is big because then Faze might have to look at the you know it's not just Tfue we're talking about then you know if Tfue wants to do this individually and they want to let him go he gets out of the contract but those contracts will be standard pretty much for everybody at Faze it's you know who else is getting uh, fucked uh, if if indeed you agree that they are so. But but once we get into anti-competition, that's the whole operation. <laughs> so now, you know, FaZe can have some real big problems. It's not even worth getting into that kind of worms, uh, frankly. Anyway, but the company also runs afoul of the Talent Agency Act through its practice of procuring engagements and employment for gamers. The state law requires that any person or company who engages in the occupation of procuring, offering, promising, or attempting to procure employment or engagements for an artist must be licensed by the Labor Commissioner and conform to professional regulations. Its definition of artist includes a catch-all of persons rendering professional services in motion picture, theatrical, radio, television, and other entertainment enterprises. So yes, this includes public appearances this includes youtube streams any live uh, appearance of any sort that is linked to an entertainment if you engage somebody in that you're acting as a talent agent um and it's funny the reason i know this is because they did a story back in like 2014 2015 i can't remember what year it was but if you remember when twitch bought alex garfield's um company uh uh, and, and it was it was basically a, saying it was a talent agency and it was a story that sort of didn't blow up but according to california they were they weren't licensed to be a talent agency so it was a big fucking problem and twitch buying them at that time and then converting what they did into being a sponsorship procurer actually made a lot of that problem go away um i'll bring up that report so you can see how there's parallels between these two stories Also, just because it, it just it, as if things couldn't get worse for FaZe, his lawyers back in March, which shows how long That's this right. has been brewing, took TFU's complaints uh, to the California Labor Commission. Um, that all that that already is something that's going to be another massive can of worms because. If, if, if the California Labor Commission start looking at how esports organizations and alleged talent agents uh, are operating it, you know, in relation to esports and gaming, I think we're going to find a lot of people are in violation of a lot of things. Like, there's a lot of team owners out there going, for fuck's sake, FaZe, just pay him off. Make this shit go away. Because these are people you don't want to look in at your shit. It's like, you know, nobody... How many people in fucking LCS were playing games and getting a salary on tourist visas? Turns out quite a few. How many were uh, not filing 1040 taxes and declaring all of their streamer income? Turns out quite a few. You don't want the IRS. You don't want ICE sniffing around esports. Or we've got big problems. The, you know, the bubble isn't going to burst necessarily just because some VC group loses its fucking money um you know it, it, the bubble could actually burst because the irs goes wait that we've just been letting how much tax money just go undeclared 
fuck this. And once the IRS is in your asshole, they're like a fucking parasite from fucking India. They're, they're never coming out. They're never coming out of your ass. So again, there's a lot. The, the, the California Labor Commissioner is fucking bad. Like, you do not want the California Labor Commission all up in your shit. And I'll, again, I can demonstrate why. I've covered a bunch of stories. So... I mean, this this really could get bad for FaZe, and this is why the course of action is just let let him go, <laughs> just just let him go. It's not even uh, worth the fight because what Tifu has done has been like, I'm getting out of this contract, y'all motherfuckers, and I'll leverage anything to do it and you know even if one of these things sticks even if one of these things is a fucking home run he's free and clear and phaser left carrying a bag of shit especially if they try and fight it anyway um not only does fa this is the uh lawyer again um, not only does FaZe Clan take advantage of these young artists, it jeopardizes their health, safety, and welfare. So this is this is the slightly embarrassing thing, uh, where it's like, yeah, it kind of feels beneath anyone to bring this up. Um, but anyway, Tenny says FaZe Clan pressured him to live in one of its homes in the Hollywood Hills with other young YouTubers where he says he was given alcohol before turning 21. Oh no! Speaking as a European, your antiquated alcohol laws, America, um, and encouraged to illegally gamble. FaZe Clan also continually pressured and encouraged Tenny and others to undertake dangerous stunts while performing in videos, writes Friedman. During one video, Tenny suffered an injury to his arm while skateboarding, which resulted in permanent disfigurement. And it's like, you fell off a skateboard while doing a YouTube video. I mean, you know, what is it like? Haven't you heard of fucking CKY? Like, you know, look at look at the state of Bam Margera. You know, like, come on, what the fuck are we talking about? Um, so I find I find this part of the filing like really embarrassing and cringeworthy, um, honestly, and it shows just how bitter this fight already is. Because to bring stuff like that up, like to be like, and again, you know, look. There's something to be said. I hate team houses. I hate organizational houses. Um, I think they're like glorified uh, frat uh, fraternities on steroids. I think they are actually counterproductive to competition. They're about saving the organization money. They're about efficiency when it comes to creating content. They're not very well supervised. And I've never seen an organization, bar maybe one or two, uh, I've never seen an organization actually enact their duty of care to the players that live in the house. And in fact, a lot of team houses I've been in are ghastly, appalling, terrifying uh, misery factories. Um, that's my opinion on them. But once you're in there, like, oh, and under phases supervision, lordy lord, they did feed me the liquor, sir. They did feed me the liquor. Like, come on, fuck me. Like, what is this, you know, uh, pearl-clutching nonsense just to try and, like, get some extra fucking leverage to get out of this contract. And then I was pressured to do a skateboarding video, and I hurt my whittle arm. Like, fuck me. Like, and, and this is where, like... You know, lawyers will... All lawyers care about is obviously winning. And I suppose to a certain extent, you compare about winning. Um, but honestly, there are some things which are going to make you lose the the battle of, of uh, you know, in the court of public opinion. And this is definitely one of them. I mean, how you could be like a, a fan of this guy and not find that a little bit cringeworthy and embarrassing. Sort of beyond me. But I also understand why it's there and why it's in the lawsuit.
Uh, Tennis petition to the Labour Commissioner also claims FaZe Clan signed an 11-year-old gamer and pressured the minor and his family to lie about his age. Oh shit, that's outrageous if true. They're dropping all the fucking dimes. They're spilling all the tea. This is what I mean. Like, at this point, make this go away. Make this go away. Um, I don't know who that 11-year-old gamer would be. Um, I don't know who they're referring to here. This It would be outrageous if true. And, and you know, the fact that FaZe have tunneled in on this is how much money we've, we've took from him. It's zero. What about all these other things, FaZe? Like, that, that needs to be talked about. You, you, encourage, you encourage an 11-year-old gamer to lie. You pressured a minor to sign a contract. Um, you know, it, it, crazy. So that's, that's uh, really bad. Um, and, and listen, um, let me tell you, just in case you're uh, unclear, the appropriate way uh, for, for signing, because there are underage uh, gamers who are good and can go pro, but you have to um, go through the parents. I mean, I've done this way back in a different time, you know, when we've signed uh, young players to the academy sides and things like this in organizations I've ran. You know, you have to go around to the house and you sit down, you have a cup of tea with the parents and they eye you up and down and make sure you're not a fucking sex predator or, you know, whatever other nightmare story they've heard on the internet. And then you've got to go through the rigmarole of explaining that their kid is good at the game and can make some money off the game and that they, they will have to be responsible for entering him into a contract contract and everything else and you you know you, you you have these you have these conversations you know there were a lot of there were a lot of there was a lot of wild shit going on back in the day in esports where people didn't fucking think twice about just being like hey you're 15 here's a contract sign this it's not legally binding but i'm just gonna fucking terrorize you uh, with with this contract that you legally can't enter into you know and then of course when it when the kid wises up and realizes that they could never go into a contract they just don't get any of the money they thought they were gonna get because the contract wasn't binding so it actually fucks you over yeah you get to go play somewhere else yeah you don't have to do what the team owner says but you don't get the money either because the contract wasn't enforceable it's just an empty promise and yeah you know uh, some people are talking about some um you know some some you know look i'm talking about way back players you'll have never heard of where literally you know and, and this is why Odie is a good guy to talk to about this because i remember rightly i think he signed um one of the great things Odie did was um he had uh was it what was his name george boothby is it gorilla the little kid he was like 14 or 15 anyway and he was the world guitar hero champion and uh Odie, like, his parents were just like, it's fucking Guitar Hero. Like, how does he make money out of this? Like, this is super weird. Um, and Odie actually got him to open up for a band at Gla the Glastonbury Festival to, like, a live Glastonbury crowd playing um, fucking... Uh, maxing out a super hard song on Guitar Hero or something. So, you know... Um, 
so you know he he knows what you have to do you have to you have to sit down talk to the parents get them to sign a contract you have to deal with the parents exclusively you know and the only sort of unsupervised time you should probably be having with the player is when you're at an event and you're basically that guy's guardian at that point because he's a fucking child so the idea that you're just rolling up trying to sign like 11 year olds getting 11 year olds to lie about their age and shit i mean that that story is way more horrifying to me than anything in this tfue lawsuit or any of the other stuff with fucking phase if that's true um you know so oh nice let's 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 okay that statement but why why did you why did you call me a homophobic slur and then you didn't even have the balls to call me by the homophobic slur you you blurred out the homophobic the letter in the middle why would you do that like do you wanna do you wanna call me a homophobic slur or don't you i kind of feel i kind of feel like you know you should shit or get off the pot on that one you know just all right and and your spelling is terrible um anyway so, um, that's the Labour Commission complaint. Um, and then Friedman says, and this is also a, a pretty bad message. Like right now, if you're FaZe, you've got to be a little bit worried because this lawyer is quite clearly wanting to make this like a career case, maybe have more presence in the esports space. He said, TFU and my law firm are sending a message. Uh-oh, it's a crusade, guys. It's a legal crusade. This is like the skins gambling shit all over again. This doesn't go away overnight unless FaZe do everything the law firm and TFU want. Um, the time is now for content creators, gamers, and streamers to stop being taken advantage of through oppressive, unfair, and illegal agreements. Significant legal actions taken today will be a wake-up call that this be behavior will no longer be tolerated. The gaming community deserves a safe environment that allows gamers the freedom to control their own careers. Then we saw the statement issued by FaZe. We're shut and disappointed um, over the course of our partnership. Which began in April 2018. Facecam has collected zero dollars in tournament winnings, zero dollars in Twitch revenue, zero dollars in YouTube revenue, and zero dollars from any social platform. In fact, we've only collected a total of sixty thousand dollars from our partnership. While TV has earned millions as a member of Faceclan, while contracts are different with each player, all of them including T-Fuse, have a maximum of 20% to FaZe Clan in both tournament winnings Five as well as content revenue. <laughs> Thanks, Hagrold. Uh, as well as content revenue with 80% to the player. In Turner's case, neither of those have been collected by FaZe Clan. We're proud of what we've accomplished together uh, 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 together in the past year with Turner and Mukherjee as well. So this whole thing's a fucking mess. I mean, first of all, none of this talks about sponsorships. And, right, this statement... Okay, while it deflects some of the criticism, let's let's just look at this, right? So, okay, you took you took none of the tournament winnings, you took none of the Twitch revenue, you took none of the YouTube revenue, you took no money from any social platform. You haven't said whether you take 80% of sponsorships. You've denied you just haven't mentioned that. You haven't denied it. You haven't agreed, you haven't accepted it. That's what his lawyer is actually saying. Um and you also have said we've taken zero, but then in the next line you say, but we can take 20%. Now listen, 
I don't want to shock some people. There are a lot of organizations out there that take take a cut of this shit. Uh, even I've seen contracts for LCS players where orgs get a cut of their individual streaming revenue in the past. Um, so, uh, like, the, the, the fact that the 80 and 20% thing is swiveled round for the other stuff, and yet you didn't talk about sponsorship deals uh, at all. Look at the next while you're at it. What do you mean, look at the next? There's another tweet. Uh, do I have to go to Twitter? Okay. Oh, yeah, I see. They put another follow-up. Okay. Right. Let's let's get into that. That That's new. We'll come to the lawsuit in a second, I guess. We can go through and find the specifics of the complaints. So, after hearing the community feedback, we'd like to address the issue regarding Face Clan taking 80% of TFU's brand deal earnings. All right, so now they are going to talk about it. Yeah, because they tried to swerve it. There is a clause in Tfue's original contract where FaZe Khan could take 80% of a brand deal we introduced to him. Uh-oh. That's the whole point. For clarity here, here is that clause. Brand deals featuring the gamer that exist on gamer or company's content creation platforms like Twitch, YouTube, or social media sites. If the deal is brought to gamer by company, 20% to gamer and 80% of company. So you do take 80% of sponsorship deals and you bring them to him and therefore you're acting like an agent. So just saying. Um, <laughs> you, again, because there's no way to wriggle here because the contract's going to come out. <laughs> like you, There's no point in lying because all it buys you is a week of good PR. And then we all see the contract. I'll probably, I might get the contract. I might make it my job. I might just get his contract because I'm pretty sure I can uh, with my extensive contacts in the industry and just put it out there and be like, look, you can all see for yourself. It might, I mean, once... Once we get to the secondary point, I think it'll have to be entered into evidence, in which case we all get a copy of it. Unless there's some uh, specific reason to um, redact it, withhold it, it'll probably be entered into evidence. It'll, it'll, you know, it'll be there. So we can all get a copy of it and it'll, it'll like take out his address and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's right. You get a copy, Sandra. Everyone gets a copy. Um, but I, I, might, I, might, I might just get it, like, today. I might just, like... You know, like I said, I've just got sat at my desk. I'm pretty sure I can literally make a phone call right now and get this contract. But anyway, let us be clear that we have never collected on that clause. But that doesn't matter, does it, you dumb motherfuckers? Like, again, the, the, the argument isn't that you collected on it. The argument isn't that you took 80%. The argument is that you can. And now that you've stopped him getting his own sponsorship deals because of a, quote, conflict of interest. And I am telling you, it's exactly this. He got, like, an energy drink sponsor or, you know, whatever it was. Something that clashed with an existing sponsor. And Faye said you can't do that. And that's where you start getting into anti-competition, you know. The fact that you say here in this... Uh, verbiage that if we bring you the sponsorship deal um we take 80 percent suggests that there can be sponsorship deals that he can get for himself but then you've stopped him getting one so which is it and this is what this is where you've gone done and fucked up so let us be clear that we never collected on that clause from TFU or any other FaceCam member. These original agreements were created by a previous legal team. Oh my me! 
you mean FaZe is a mess? I didn't know. I how, how could anybody possibly know that you're at war with yourself, involved in lawsuits with yourself? I, how could I possibly have known that? Oh, wait, it's publicly available information. So now we're just going to put it all on the previous regime. You know, what are you, Democrats? Edgy. These original agreements were created by a previous legal team, and every new agreement since last summer has maximum 20% to FaZe Clan and 80% to the gamer. As for TFU, starting as far back as September, we have been working directly with him <laughs> and his attorney to dramatically improve his contract. <laughs> yeah, sounds like when he went and dropped a fucking dime to the California Labor Commission, you got real interested in fixing the problem. We have offered numerous versions of an improved contract, some with a seven-figure dollar bonus, some with FaZe Clan taking 0% from his earnings, but every one of those primitives are not because he wants out. I mean, look, understand that that's what this is about. There's, like, you can, you can take the L and just terminate his contract, and he'll go to, like, one of your rivals. Like you say, TSM must be a hot favorite. You know, somebody like that. And they'll, you know, and you'll have to live with that. But you're not going to get dragged through the courts, and we're not going to see the contracts, and we're not going to hear the stories, and we're not going to get fucking transcriptions of depositions. You get to keep all of your in-house shit. We're not going to, you know, maybe we don't hear any more about this 11-year-old situation, which is going to fuck you way harder than any of this. Like, so you can take the L on that and just let him have what he wants. Like, if you're turning down, first of all, Tfue makes a seven-figure dollar bonus wherever he goes right now. That's just the nature of the industry. That's how big he is. He's probably already been told, like, if you come here, will you have that. Whatever they offer you to stay, you get if you leave anyway. So he's already going to have someone in mind. But he wants the fuck out. He wants the fuck out. And people are saying he won't sign with an organization. I think he will. I'm telling you. I don't even think this is about being independent. I think he just wants out of phase specifically. And, yeah, exactly. People are saying 100 Thieves. People are saying, you know, 100 Thieves, TSM, you know, take your pick. Um, but, I mean, 100 Thieves are pretty fucking hot right now. They're not embroiled in lawsuits. They get lots of positive stuff. They, they've got apparel they can actually fucking sell, right? Because they're not in a lawsuit with a fucking apparel company, you know? So... You know, there's there's options for Tfue, and he he, in my opinion, in my professional opinion, he will go to another organization. Even though I think he'd be perfectly fine if he did remain independent, I think um, I think he will want to be housed and get with another content creation. Guys, it's not about the job. It's not. It's just about Phase. It's just about him and Phase. Anyway, um, every one of which has been ignored. In every corner of sports and entertainment, deals are made based on the perceived value of the talent and the opportunity at the time of signing. When talent starts to show dramatic improvement in value, it's common practice to renegotiate based on that new value. This happens in sports, music, film, TV, and certainly now in esports and gaming. Facecam has made every effort to respond to TFU's massive success fairly and accordingly. To be clear, in the last several months, we've encouraged and supported any phase member interested in hiring a third-party manager and or agent and we know that this incredible and explosive industry, including gamer orgs, would benefit from increased professionalism in every aspect of representation. You shouldn't be representing anybody because you're not licensed. I mean, that's cut and dry. I would leave the R word out of future statements, guys. <laughs> it, will, it can only hurt you. 
We appreciate the outpouring of support from our fans, FaZe members, and the rest of the industry. We always have and always will strive to treat FaZe Clan as a family. So let's talk about this, uh, you know, um, legal component to it with the California Talent Agency Act. Because, again, I'm the best in the business. I'm the best journalist that esports has ever had. You know, that's just reality. This story should have been huge. Um, but it just didn't blow up. Um, because, I don't know, maybe it was a bit too fucking highbrow. Not even a real journalist. Um, listen, that's guys, crazy. I'm a humble dude, but, like, fucking let's, let's fucking uh, flag down a taxi and ask for real street. I'm the, I, I am the Bret Hart of fucking esports reporting guys like the, the the best there the best there is the best there was the best there ever will be like it's just that simple all right anyway um let me let me get this thing up for you can i can i actually uh get this Ugh, fuck why is the dot esports hit me with a fucking ad blocker let's just see if it'll open and exploit without that shit i'm not whitelisting you guys right so this was a story richard lewis when the fuck did we file this shit april 21st 2015 did twitch actually buy a talent agency question mark good game that was the uh, alex garfield agency he's now back with pop dog which is a fully licensed agency um highlights legal conundrums for esports so i was talking about this in 2015 because i know how this industry interlinks together and, and the big changes we need to make if we want to get fucking real about stuff so uh it talks about the 970 million uh, acquisition uh and they bought an agency uh, in good game and uh you can see here but with that purchase twitch may have inadvertently put itself on uncertain footing as the intersection for esports and entertainment law has created a knotty and unprecedented legal conundrum california is the epicenter of the entertainment industry has laws specifically governing the operation of talent agencies and depending on your interpretation good game may be violating some of them and in turn threatening the legitimacy of the contracts that it assigned with its clients good game refers to itself constantly as a talent agency and company on its website the company describes the client services as talent acquisition and management and it promises to help people who want to work with the most popular influential gamers in and around video games will connect your brand with their reach the company boasts doesn't this kind of sound like what phase are doing Twitch described its acquisition similarly in its announcement of the purchase. Twitch called Good Game an all-in-one talent and content company focused on gaming and esports. Over the past decade, its staff of industry veterans has worked with teams, represented players, the R word, and managed tournaments, created content, and brought numerous marquee advertisers into the gaming space. It appears, however, that Good Game may not even be a legally recognized talent agency. What, what did you do, Richard? Wait, I went into the talent agency's license database. Uh, and there was no entry for Good Game. Yes, there's a, there's a database for these things. You can go and check. You need a license to be a talent agency. There's a database. You, you journalists, again, if you're you know, interested, you, you 
can look these things up. All you have to do is waste an afternoon digging into this shit. Yeah, you have to take various permutations. You have to find parent companies and see if they registered a parent company. See if they were licensed as an individual. So it's, it's not as easy as typing good game into a search bar. You make me think it's better to be aware of all this stuff rather than let the bullshit grow and fester in the shadows. Well, keep thank it you. Up, Dad. I, I will. I will. I will certainly keep it up, son. Um, anyway, um, so it, they they had no entry, and there's no evidence that Good Game CEO Alex Garfield, who earned a bachelor's degree in sociology from Pomona College in 2008, yes, I looked up his college records as well, uh, has ever. I'm a thorough guy, has ever held a talent license. Under the California Talent Agencies Act, which is California Labor Code, Section 1700, uh, all talent agencies are required to be licensed by the State Labor Commissioner, um, and neither Garfield, Good Game, nor Twitch responded to a request for comment as I published at this time. Um, if Good Game is in violation, this is where, and this is pertinent to FaZe fans and to FaZe themselves, it's technically a misdemeanor, an entertainment lawyer that I hooked up with um, from Greenberg Gluska's entertainment group uh, told us, but no one would prosecute under this law. They could still qualify as a talent manager and do management work. It's not answerable just by knowing about their business and looking at the law, but there are additional potential consequences good games contracts with its clients could be invalidated remember that thing i was talking about material breach boom that if you're not a talent agency and you go out and you engage people in talent agency style work well immediately those contracts aren't biting it you know it, it causes all the you know, fuck your deliverables stick them up your ass you're not even an agency why the fuck are you representing me in the first place um, and then this creates the other problem that the contract under which you signed, where you agree that they will Thank act as an agency for you. No worries, don't you? Making, particularly these live streams, which are gold. Thank Hope you. this helps. Smile. Appreciate it. I really do. Thank you very much. Um, so this, this, this right here, you can see as well, also has the potential to be argued that because this was a large part of TFU's contract and he was agreeing to engage phase as a talent agency, work for which they were not licensed, as far as I can tell, um, and, and certainly that's what his lawyers claim, then it could invalidate his contract immediately. <laughs> so, so, you know, problems. Um, not bad ones. Like I say, this 11-year-old thing and treatment of players and duty of care, if the Labour Commission start turning over those stones, that's way more scary than that pretending to be a talent agency. Way more. It just invalidates all your contracts and you just can't do that kind of work. Um, and some or even all of its commissions from them would be put at risk. Persons acting as unlicensed talent agents used to be subject to criminal liability, uh, writes another entertainment attorney I contacted called Beverly Robin Green. And under current law, they still stand the very real risk of having their contract declared illegal and therefore unenforceable and losing all their commissions. <laughs> this is true even if the talent agent services were only incidental to other services. Indeed, there's plenty of legal precedent for this. A ruling on a 2005 case um, notes that California courts have uniformly held a contract under which an unlicensed party procures or attempts to procure employment for an artist in violation. Uniformly. It means there has never been anything agreed to the contrary. That you, if you don't have a license, 
you are always 100% of the time in violation. That's it. There's never a loophole. There's never been an argument. There's never been some Perry Mason motherfucker come into the court and say, ah, but you see, we had a good reason. Never happened. Uniformly. 100% of the time. Um, and the party procuring the employment is barred from recovering commissions for any activities under the contract. So all that money you thought you were going to get for this shit, you don't get it. You can't. It's illegal. Acquiring a license is simple. You pay a $225 fee, you get a background check, and then your offices have to be open to inspection, and are expected, and then you are expected to submit your commission rate and even your form of contract for approval by the Labor Commissioner. Now, again, I think we can safely say, FaZe don't appear to have done any of this. And this is how you get Labor uh, Commission approval. You, they could do this. They got the money to do it. It's 225 bucks. You got lawyers that supposedly write contracts that shouldn't know what they're doing. Uh, you've got a house in California. It would be in your interest to do all of these things. That good game has apparently not acquired a license as either an oversight or an assumption that they don't believe they need one. And that's the more interesting prospect, one that could have ramifications in how esports is defined in the future. Does good game really require a license at all? I talked to California entertainment lawyers like Gal Saw, who represents clients like Tom Cruise and Larry King. I, I went to the very top of the entertainment tree. Um, and then the California Labor Board, no one seems sure just how to classify professional gamers or the agencies that represents them. So now, this is what I was talking about right at the start when we read the original statement from the lawyers. What he was talking about is uh, they're entertainers. But what some people will say is esports people are athletes. And therefore, all of this stuff we're talking about, it's, it, it becomes different. It becomes very different. So when you have to classify what we're talking about here whether or the, the the argument that needs to be had is are these people entertainers therefore are they uh covered by all the laws surrounding entertainment of which the california talent agency act is one of them or are they uh athletes and therefore bound by different codes different laws um have to send to different unions uh different types of representation etc etc um so this is the uh Here's the definition of a talent agency in California. A person or corporation who engages in the occupation of procuring, offering, promising, or attempting to procure employment or engagements for an artist or artists, except that the activities of procuring, offering, or promising to procure recording contracts for an artist or artists shall not of itself subject a person or corporation to regulation and licensing under this chapter. Talent agencies may, in addition, counsel or direct artists in the development of their professional careers. And yes, phase are clearly... For, they, they for, clearly fall under that definition uh good game could present itself as a marketing agency instead of a talent agency a marketing company can promote a product or brand for example on the jerseys of players without representing them by attempting to procure employment but several good game player contracts presented to the daily dot i.e me demonstrate that the company not only procures image rights but also pledges to facilitate the careers of signatories just like in the phase clan language that we just saw and uh, in the statement they released which was probably a dumb thing to release all things considered now 
but the bigger distinction lies in how you define artist. Our good game agencies' clients, ranging from professional players to commentators to streamers, included. The legal definition is open-ended, covering those doing creative work in music, film, radio, and theater, as well as other artists and persons rendering professional services in motion pictures, theatrical, radio, television, and other entertainment enterprises. As a layperson, it's hard to imagine video game broadcasting not being covered by other entertainment enterprises. But that's where we would fall under if we fall under anywhere. Because we're not theatrical, we're not television, you know, we're our own thing. Uh, and then, this is just the final part I'll read you. Uh, this was, because I, I called the California Department of Industrial Relations and spoke to an advisor there. God, I was good, wasn't I? What a fucking reporter I was. I was unreal. In my At my peak, I was like... I know, I, I, I was too good for esports. Anyway, the, the California Labor Code does not expressly cover the term gamer in its definition. Julia L. Bernstein, Public Information Officer for the California Department um, of Industrial Relations, told the Daily Dart. Um, so we, we, we don't have any specific law uh, that, that covers gamers. But the argument, of course, is that we're entertainers now. And therefore, we fall under this other uh, part of the contract. So, isn't that crazy that in 2015 this all came up? And that is exactly where FaZe uh, finds themselves. This is, again, th this is the most important part of the case. Because it completely invalidates the contracts. and invalidates the deliverables. and invalidates the money. So, that to me is the, the issue. It's a slam dunk. Did you go out and procure this as a talent agency? If you did... It's 100%. It's been 100% of the time. So we either get, like, legal history or, or we get the status quo being upheld. I know which one I'd uh, go for. So. Um, let's, let's have a look at the actual uh, document itself. Uh, because these are always interesting because they do go into details. We can ignore the preamble. Uh, I'm sure some of you will have watched me do court document dissections on stream before. So you know that they always have this thing, an introductory chapter. This is where you outline definitions. Um, so what, you know, if we're going to use the word esports, we need to find what that means. If we're going to use the term gamer, we need to outline what that means you know so you put all these outlines you talk about why it's important because very often uh, a judge or you know um you know isn't going to know a lot of this shit so what you have to do is you have to basically outline all of the terminology all of the context this is the the very boring opening chapter for, for all of us the um the the interesting part is here they go straight to the uh talent agency act um and, and how it violates California law. Point four, Defendant Phase Clan uh, Incorporated, from here on out called Phase Clan, is a so-called esports entertainment company. Through Tenny's brief relationship with Phase Clan, he has come to learn that Phase Clan subscribes to the business model described above, which is it just outlines how you make money and streams and, um, you know, sponsors and engagements and you make money through youtube and twitch so that's what all that says and he has come to learn that face can subscribe to the business model described above face clan's goal is to essentially own tenny 
and other content cre creator streamers and professional gamers. Tenny signed a gamer agreement with FaZe Clan when Tenny was only 20 years old. That gamer agreement is grossly oppressive, onerous, and one-sided. Indeed, the gamer agreement purportedly entitles FaZe Clan to a finder's fee of up to 80% of the revenue paid by third parties for Tenny's services. Additionally, FaZe Clan uses illegal and anti-competitive provisions in the gamer agreement to severely limit Tenny's ability to compete in the marketplace. These conspicuously anti-competitive provisions which are probably found in every phase clan gamer agreement undoubtedly violate california business and professions code 16 16,600, so 16600, uh, section 16600, which provides that every contract by which anyone is restrained from engaging in a lawful profession trade or business of any kind is to that extent void. <laughs> so if 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 that is where they go with it if they literally uh agree like again if if the if the court agrees with that characterization um that the the contract does indeed do this again not even up to phase whether or not they let him go it would be immediately void as held up by the California Business and Professions Code um and yeah, I know the the term gamer agreement is hilarious. Inadvertently, I know it, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, anyway, uh, in sim in simple terms, Phase Clan uses its illegal gamer contracts to limit Tenny to deals sourced exclusively by Phase Clan and to prevent Tenny from exploring deals presented by others. This can be a bone of contention. There's an argument to make here. The problem you've got is what seems to have sparked all of this issue with TFU and versus Phase is them stopping him having an individual sponsor based on it clashing with another sponsor. Now that right there leans very heavily in TFU's favor because you are limiting his ability to earn. You are limiting his ability to procure sponsors but then the argument that phase would immediately come back with is they would say listen uh we, we, he can get his own sponsors it was just this one that clashed so we put the stop on it as we're entitled to do in our contract it's not something we do all the time it's the first time we've done it for him we haven't enacted all these other clauses over here i think it's a weak counter argument frankly and i and i, I think i think all of the um all of the uh, citations in this lawsuit are very strong and are in line with my very basic understanding of California employment law, which, by the way, is some of the most friendly towards uh, workers in all of America. Now, that, that's a good question, Viper4060. I'll, I'll, I'll field that one now. He asks, would this make, would this make the contract uh invalid for everyone else at phase well no but at this point what i imagine would happen internally is because you've just seen tfu go and have a lawsuit and, and and you know i think he gets out of this contract personally um and I, and I think phase should let him do that and they should do it quietly and get this the fuck to go away because it's not just bad for them it's bad for the industry if people start turning over these stones um and it sounds like they got one or two skeletons in their closet that they hadn't anticipated becoming public um but what you do then if you want out of a phase contract you go look your star boy just left i've got the same contract you don't want me to go and have a lawsuit so just let me go as well so you could realistically see a phase exodus but no a a, a ruling for an individual in a civil suit 
can will not immediately apply to everybody else not by any stretch of the imagination it is something you would use as a citation it's something that your lawyers would use to build your case and say we've already got precedent for this in this state but you absolutely it wouldn't absolutely like free everybody else like fucking you know moses it, do, it doesn't work like that you would have to pursue your own legal uh, dispute and again depending on the competency of your lawyers could theoretically in some instances if they're not cut and dry one person could make an one person's lawyers can make an argument in court get one resolution your legal team might not be as effective and you lose and it's the same situation same verbiage and and, and that's just how it can go sometime in contract disputes um this is also interesting because this is what we this is where we start talking about the California uh, Talent Agency Act. Everything I just listed there, which I investigated in 2015, is now coming uh, to fruition for, funnily enough, phase clan. I had no idea people were still doing this because I thought it was very clear. If you're based in California, this is a no-no. It's a misdemeanor. FaZe Clan's gamer agreements are illegal for yet another reason. They violate California's Talent Agency Act, which protects artists from those like FaZe Clan that act as an unlicensed talent agency. Though FaZe Clan does not hold the requisite talent agency license, FaZe Clan continuously and systematically procures and attempts to procure employment and engagements for Tenny as an artist in violation of Labor Code 1700.5. As a result of FaZe Clan's violation of the California Talent Agency Act, the California Labor Commissioner is currently presiding over and considering a petition to determine controversy. A copy of that petition is attached here too as Exhibit 1. Um, this is bad. I mean, because what it sounds like they've already gone and done back in March when they filed with the California Talent Agency, they've actually already got um, the California Labor Commissioner to basically start his own... Um, he, he is now looking at the evidence to determine controversy. And again, in layman's terms, what that means is he's going to make a determination about whether or not there have been like wholesale violations by phase. And, and this is, this is separate. This is separate to this lawsuit. So they're already in it with the labor commission now by the sounds of this. And that's fucking really bad. That's really bad for phase. um this isn't uh that interesting um this is interesting because you know i talk about this a lot when we look at lawsuits and we break down legal documents like this when when lawyers make very strong hyperbolic language uh, it can usually work against you i think most um especially if you don't immediately back up a point with it and you know when we broke down the riot lawsuit on stream we saw a lot of that right you know where, where they were making like wild allegations without substantiating data points and i i know for a fact uh just from experience uh, working with lawyers and having lawyers break down these contracts with me and working with um you know you know i've, I've talked to people in the legal system out here in america judges do hate this <laughs> like they it's a pet peeve of theirs uh, so you do need to be careful when being hyper Hyperbolic, especially in uh, complaints of this nature, but very often lawyers will do it because you get pumped up on that fucking Jesus juice. You get all sanctimonious about defending your client. And honestly, if a lawyer isn't that passionate and vitriolic about your case, you probably shouldn't engage their services. But this this is pretty absurd, I think, um, to, to, to word it this strongly. Until now, FaZe Clan has enjoyed the fruits of this illegal business model with impunity. 
because no one could or was willing to stand up to FaZe Clan. Those days are over. Through this action, Tenny seeks to shift the balance of power to the gamers, rise up gamers, and content creators, streamers. Those who are actually creating value and driving the industry. As a result of this action, others will hopefully take notice of what is going on and help to clean up esports. Let my people go! It's a bit, it's a bit grandstanding, isn't it? Uh, not for me, uh, personally, when I, when I read legal documents. You know, I don't really want to see that sort of stuff but you know fuck it he's huffed up on it all right um <laughs> yeah that sentence alone cost ten thousand dollars i know crazy right um so anyway it outlines the parties um talks about where they're registered uh then this is the first cause of action so in the next thing you'll see in legal documents again for people that aren't familiar with them and, and haven't seen me break one down before uh you what you, when you presented your terms, when you've presented the broad stroke reasons of why you're bringing this lawsuit, you then have to go into specific instances, this is civil suits, you have to go into specific instances of where the damages occurred, why you're seeking injunctive relief, why you're seeking, you know, you're seeking any relief, um, and, and you have to outline very specific each instance. So this is what they call the cause of action, and the cause of action in a legal document is, you know, again, not a lawyer but you know I'm sure hopefully there's lawyers um, or law students in the chat that will verify what i'm saying i'm not you know you, you, you and, and you go through in your document and you outline the cause of action so uh uh this is the again it rehashes that he entered into the gamer agreement we're all loving that um so here we go we're going to get into some of the business specifics um 14 the section of the gamers agreement entitled compensation requires FaZe Clan to distribute <laughs> of course who doesn't uh, it's 2019 dog we're all eating ass uh requires FaZe Clan to distribute certain percentages or monies or other consideration to Tenny from any brand deals featuring Tenny that exist on the, the gamer or company's content creation platforms or social media sites and appearances uh and touring etc the gamer agreement the gamer agreement purported i wish i'm just calling it the contract gamer agreement is so clunky like fuck that the contract purported to require such monies to be paid directly to phase clan on tenny's behalf so they they also now operate as a money handler which again agency agencies will very often do this if you're operating as an agency you get paid the money they take their cut they pass on what you made um so this again adds to the weight that they're acting as a uh you know an agency here Face Clan was required to then distribute those funds minus their illegal commission to Tenny. Specifically, the section of the game of the contract entitled Payment Terms required Face Clan to distribute certain payments to Tenny pursuant to the following schedule. All prizes and other income generated in connection with this agreement will be payable to and collected by FaZe, and FaZe shall account and pay the gamer his or her share of such income on a monthly basis within 30 days 
after the end of each month, provided that any prizes received from tournaments and or matches over $5,000 will be paid to the gamer uh, within 30 days of receipt by FaZe. Since the inception of the contract, FaZe Clan actively participated in the procurement and negotiation and sponsorship deals, including Tenny's services as an artist. FaZe Clan frequently and continuously presented such sponsorship opportunities to Tenny. Under these proposed sponsorship deals procured by FaZe Clan, sponsors would agree to pay monies so that their brands, goods, and or services would be promoted in connection with videos featuring Tenny's performances and created by Tenny and or live performances. Stated differently, Tenny would perform creative services, performing in and creating video game content and or live performances in connection with these digital sponsorship deals. By way of example only, Tenny created and performed in a video for sponsor Digital Storm, promoting Digital Storm's products that garnered over 19 million views. FaZe Clan also procured and attempted to procure modeling engagements for Tenny, where he would model clothes and jewelry for certain sponsors. So again, in terms of presenting the case that they were acting as a talent agency immediately, this all leaves a paper trail because you enter into contracts with these engagements. It's very hard to argue here that, you know, we're phase and we weren't acting as an agency, which as I keep saying is the crux of it. Because if, if the agreement is that they were, then... Pretty much all the other argument is is periphery. It's just none of these contracts are void. The end. <laughs> like, you know, and, and again, in California, 100% of the time it's ruled that way. Um, upon information and belief, FaZe has received payment of funds on Tenny's behalf from third parties under sponsorship deals that included Tenny's services. FaZe can has retained those payments from third parties without distributing them to Tenny. Phase's continuous failure to distribute these monies to Tenny constitutes a material breach of the gamer contract. Hey guys, I think we found what that material breach in March was. So now, um, it, what we're saying is, TFU got notice that money had been paid from a sponsorship deal. Phase took the money, and within their 30-day agreement period, hadn't given it to uh hadn't given it to him they were holding on to it for whatever reason now if that's true you make an argument for material breach i gotta say as i said right at the start um it's not necessarily a material breach material breach is never that cut and dry in contract law um you would think it would be uh, but it isn't um but the fact that we're now putting in court documents that face were withholding money wah, wah, like again it just gets worse and worse So you engage somebody, you engage somebody as talent in your illegal, not licensed talent agency. You go out and get them work, offering your services as a talent agency, where you will pay them the money, and then you don't pay them the money, <laughs> and yet they're paying you a percentage for what exactly? So immediately, even if you were a licensed talent agent, the fact that you're not giving, you're not doing what they're paying you to do with that percentage is unbelievably bad. Um, uh, so on September 26, 2018, Tenny through his counsel. So God, this has been going on a while. You know, you think about it. Faze got involved in that fucking lawsuit with Hubrick in August. 2018 by september 2018 they got problems with the boy with tfue 
Um, so he sent FaZe Clan a letter informing FaZe Clan of Tenny's intent to terminate the contract pursuant to section 6.D. Hello. $10. Thanks, Ethan. Your videos have got me through many a shift. Can you comment anything on the proposed non-esport show with Torin? If not, understandable. Have a nice day. We recorded the pilot episode and, and gave it to Deserto, and they're just editing it down. So it should be out any day now, probably. Um, it's called Harmless Banter. It's going to be on Deserto's channel. It's just me and Duncan shooting the shit and talking about things. Um, so I have no idea if it'll be good. I, I, I probably wasn't that happy with the first episode because we just talked about spoilers for like 90 minutes. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and it's kind of outdated now because we recorded it like two weeks ago. So Game of Thrones has already ended. So, so maybe, maybe it doesn't come out, but we recorded it to get a feel and a flavor of it. So we, we might put it out. We might not. Uh, anyway, I uh, hope that answers the question. Uh, so, uh, pursuant to Section 6.D of the contract's terms and conditions based on FaZe Clan's numerous breaches. Now, again, when you say numerous breaches in a legal document like this, in a complaint like this, this means that him not being paid has happened. It has to mean that it's ha has happened more than once. That the, the, the contract has been breached most likely in that manner repeatedly you can't just throw the word numerous breaches out there and then not qualify it so I'm, I'm guessing they're very confident um that they have multiple instances of phase having not paid out or or, or violating other uh, parts of the agreement which again is is ultimately by the by it's like somehow if they wriggle through the whole talent agency act situation it's then well you didn't even act properly as a talent agency you know, it 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 just it's like you've got to get through these hoops, and it's actually just decreasing. You know, it, you know, consent. You know, small they, they get smaller and smaller with each hoop you have to wriggle through. It, 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 you know, on the surface this looks terrible for Faze, like it really does. Um, in an abundance of caution, on or about May twentieth, Tenny through his counsel sent Facecam yet another letter reiterating that Facecam is in breach of the contract due to its failure to distribute all payments or other considerations to Tenny as required by said contract. An actual controversy has arisen and now exists between uh, Tenny and Facecam concerning their respective rights and duties with respect to the contract. Facecam apparently disputes that the gamer agreement was terminated based on Facecam's material breach. Facecam further contends Tenny continues to owe Facecam various obligations under the contract conversely tenny contends the contract was terminated based on phase clan's breach and for cause and disputes that he continues to owe phase any further obligations a judicial dec declaration will be necessary and appropriate at this time under the circumstances so that tenny may ascertain his rights and duties under the contract accordingly tenny seeks a declaration that as a result of the termination of the contract based on phase clan's material breach tenny does not owe phase clan any obligations under that agreement except possibly any contractual obligations that survive the contract's termination based on material breach. So, this basically is all around about way of just saying that um, FaZe haven't paid him. Sounds like FaZe is trying to say, you owe us some work and we're not going to pay you until you've done that work. And this is reading between the lines. Uh, but this is like a common problem that happens in esports. And he's saying, look, you didn't pay me for that other shit I did. And I ain't, I ain't doing the rest of the shit that you think I've got to do. Oh, and by the way, you know, I, my lawyer's telling me that you can't even go and be a talent agent for me. So fuck you. So, again, 
there's a very strong chance the contract's invalidated just based on that. Let's go into the um, next part a little bit. I won't read it out because there's a lot of legalese and contract law in it. Uh, just skim read this. Get Griff to cut this out, eh? Um, right. So what they're arguing here is um, that the 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 uh, specific law section. Uh, the, the, the Business and Pro Professions Code 16600, um, because they're requesting an exclusivity, they're in violation uh, of that because they're, they're, they're trying to act as a talent agency while simultaneously limiting what he can and can't do. Um, so because the it says here, uh, the, the contract contains several provisions that constitute illegal and anti-competitive restraints on trade in violation of that section. Notably, FaZe Clan uses its contract uh, terms and conditions entitled exclusivity and matching rights to illegally restrain Tenny from lawfully pursuing his trade in profession. And what they're saying there is that um, throughout the period throughout the exclusivity period which i imagine is the entirety of the contract uh unless the gamer gets the written consent of phase the gamer will not provide services or otherwise work for or be employed by a gaming company or gaming brand or any company that already have an agreement with phase they will not appear in sponsor or be sponsored by or otherwise promote or endorse directly or indirectly any brands products or services other than the brands product and services approved in writing by the company it will not they will not promote sponsor endorse using their name and likeness or render services on or behalf of any companies with products or services that compete with the products or services of the company or a sponsor or advertiser with the company the parties acknowledge and agree that with respect to companies prior approval over any sponsorship and endorsement opportunity that the company will be entitled to negotiate the terms and conditions of the opportunities you're gone done fucked up i mean this is like again not a lawyer this part's a slam dunk because on the one hand you're saying he has the right to go out and get his own fucking sponsorship deals but you say if he gets a sponsorship deal not only can he only actually enact it and have it if you give him written permission but you also step in and negotiate on his behalf that's that's just a nonsensical standpoint because you're 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 limiting his ability to earn you're limiting his work you're limiting his ability to pursue sponsorship deals while also claiming to be an agent that operates in his best interests so yeah that that is probably the you silver bullet right that kills the fucking werewolf that's right um would be very surprised like just reading that back would be very surprised if this isn't a slam dunk because it also goes on to say in 5b phase also have approval over any and all third-party requests for the gamer's services so the nfl call him up and say hey tfu we want you to come and do an activation for us 
for the start of the new season. You know, we want you to go to the Raiders Stadium in Vegas and do some shit down there with the new uh, draft picks. Um, he has to go to FaZe, and if FaZe just say, nah, we don't want you doing that, actually, he's fucked. What kind of talent agency would sort of do that? Um, so I, I, I do not see at all, like, how FaZe have a leg to stand on here. Um... And, it, and, you know, that's really egregious. Because on the one hand, they literally said in their statement that it's like, hey, you know, we're not. We're, we're just trying to do right by our boys. And, you know, you can go out there and pursue other sponsors. You totally can. But as soon as you do, we step in and negotiate everything for you. It's like, nah. Um, so it goes on here. It says that uh, it violates... Uh, um, that, that California law uh, because it, the, the provisions explicitly purport to prevent Tenny from providing certain services working or being employed in certain spaces or otherwise competing in the marketplace the sections 5a and 5b of the contract uh, terms and conditions limit the ability of Tenny to compete in the marketplace and lawfully pursue his trade and profession those sections are void and unenforceable Hmm. So then the third cause of action they're saying is a violation of unfair business practices under California Business and Professions Code. So this is another California labor law they're claiming has been violated here. Uh, and it says, Tenny re-alleges herein by the reference that each and every allegation contained in the first, uh, you know, sections of the document um, where it says, uh, Tenny has suffered injury or is being threatened with... Right, so under the business practices under Section 17200, if Tenny has suffered injury or is, or is being threatened with injury as a result of their unfair and unlawful business practices, such injury, in fact, has been occasioned by the loss or threatened loss of the ability to freely engage in the lawful pr profession, uh, trade, and or business. Tenny respectfully respects that the court... Uh, per, uh, this court permanent enjoin uh permanent enjoy phase clan and anyone acting in concert with phase clan from continuing to engage in this unfair and unlawful business practice alleged herein tenny further respectfully requests an award of restitutionary relief requiring phase to disengorge disgorge any monies earned by phase clan as a result of its unfair and unlawful business practices including without limitation the revenue made by phase clan as a result of unfair and unlawful business practices so i mean here they're saying the um the, the 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 they want an award to like a punitive award basically as well saying that because phase have made this money uh illegally that they want to take it into account that any money that phase has made in this way should be factored into any judgments you're not even a real journalism so that that could be really bad sup man over two years now much love much love to you too the mighty chaos i mean that could be really bad that that entire section there is basically saying it's not just about me like they're, they're doing this to everybody their business practices are illegal they're making money off it factor that in when you it, when you if you find for me to penalize them <laughs> so that's pretty brutal um 
breach of the written contract, breach of fiduciary duty. Oh, here it is. What do you know? What do you know? I was close. This tells us exactly where the sponsorship thing happened. Real journalism. Uh, FaZe Clan knowingly acted against... I'm, I'm good. Have a fedora tip. FaZe Clan knowingly acted against Tenny's interest by passing on and or preventing Tenny from moving forward with the sponsorship deal with HyperX. Big spenders in the place right now. Upon information and belief, FaZe Clan passed on that sponsorship deal due to a conflict of interest. FaZe Clan perceived that HyperX was a competitor of another sponsor that did business with FaZe Clan, and as a result, FaZe Clan elected to cause Tenny to pass on the HyperX sponsorship deal because that deal conflicted with FaZe Clan's own interests. Its interests not to upset another sponsor and potentially jeopardize and negatively impact its relationship with that sponsor. FaZe Clan also knowingly acted against Tenny's interest by preventing third parties from helping Tenny source sponsorship or other deals. Consequently, FaZe Clan breached its fiduciary duty of undivided loyalty owed to Tenny. Um, and again, that comes back to the whole, are you operating as an agent there? Because if you are, you have a, what they call a fiduciary duty um, and you have to have, you have to be unwaveringly loyal to your client. Um, Upon information and belief, at least some of the other defendants aided and abetted in FaZe Clan's breach of fiduciary duty as alleged above. Those defendants knew FaZe Clan was acting against Tenny's best interests as alleged above. Moreover, uh, upon information and belief, those other defendants gave substantial assistance and or encouragement to FaZe Clan by actively participating in FaZe Clan's rejection of the hyper sponsorship deal on Tenny's behalf, as well as the decision to preclude Tenny from using third parties to help source deals. I wonder how much the deal was worth. Because they'll have to name that at some point if they go for damages. Because um, they're heavily focused on just getting the contract annulled. But, you know, the damages uh, from that deal, you know, that that's a monetary amount that you'll probably want to name. You know, if it's a million dollar deal, you can very easily make an argument for a million dollar of damages. So. So there you have it. That's the document. So, I mean, look, basically, we can now glean from all the information put out that FaZe internally is a shit show. It's embroiled in multiple lawsuits, including a lawsuit against elements of it of its own company. Um, the manage you know, the managerial aspect of this is fucking terrible. Uh, they've had a talent blow up, which works when you're on the come up. Doesn't work when you're huge and you're an international superstar. They've been basically going out and representing um, uh, him as an agent, which I think at this point is undeniable. I mean, you know, even in their own statements, they use the word representation. Very dumb thing to do if you phase. I, I, I can't believe their legal team signed off on that because you basically said yeah we are an unlicensed talent agency at that point very easy to check i could even do it live on stream now i could just go into the database and look up whether or not they have a talent agency license it says in a legally you know in a, in a court document that they don't i'm guessing they checked because it would the case falls down immediately if they just go oh no we do have one um and 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 then a big deal from HyperX comes to, uh, along. Now I don't know who who are they sponsored by. 
these days that would clash with HyperX. Let's go on the website. They got Turtle Beach, Steel Series. Let's have a look. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll just bring the website up. We can just have a scan, see what we can glean. Because I'm trying to think who it would be that would like clash with HyperX. HyperX are primarily known for their headsets. They obviously make all sorts of peripherals. You know, they make RAM, they, you know, they make all sorts of stuff. But let's just have a look. Uh, yep, you can see as well that lawsuit I was telling you about. You'll, you'll, FaZe Clan, the word clan is, is uh, you know, or, or just their logo without the word. You, you see, you, you notice how you don't see any just FaZe anymore. It's either just the logo or the words FaZe Clan. Otherwise, they can't sell merch. So that's pretty funny that uh, that's going on. There, it's Steel Series. It's Steel Series. Um, so basically, you know, the, the, what happened was Steel Series have obviously got a big spend going on with Phase. You know, Steel Series make all the same peripherals that HyperX does. HyperX come in, um, and uh, basically say like, "Yo." We fucking, we want to sponsor TFU, like, personally on his uh, stream. We're going to pay him top dollar to do it. FaZe go, yeah, but you're FaZe TFU, aren't you? And uh, we're sponsored by Steel Series, so we can't do that. And then TFU goes, yeah, but it's a lot of money for me. And they go, listen, um, this is how it works in the industry. And he goes, ah, but it doesn't work this way. Because you're my fucking agent, technically. That's where you, that's, that's where it all falls down, because... If this was if this was flat out if we would if this was just another esports team with an esports player that there was nobody engaging them for like agency services there's there's nothing wrong with any of this <laughs> like that's the madness this is what I mean when I say esports needs to fucking be watching how this goes down because I don't think this is gonna come out changing esports a whole lot. I think what it does is it creates a very clear distinction that guys like Tfue are not esports, that they are entertainers and they're not competitors. And actually, the athletes that are esports are going to be bound by very different rules and standards. So that's something um, to to think about it. But but I think Tfue has a slam dunk. I think he's just bent over phase there, like straight up ice cube, no Vaseline this track fucked him um and you know by the sounds of it you know if, if if what is alleged in the um in the complaint is true and you haven't paid uh you know you haven't paid your, your guy while simultaneously representing him and simultaneously telling him he can't have big sponsorship deals that he negotiates himself you fucked up you're fucked up in a big way you know it's like it's, it just is what it is. Uh, the 11-year-old thing. Like, what? Did, did anybody even pick up on that story separately? 
So I'm right again. Because they said that he lied about the age. So could it be this guy? I don't know. I don't know enough about FaZe. I don't watch streamers. I, I just watch, he's, well, you know, I watch some, but not FaZe streamers. So could it be this? Signs 13 year old to the Fortnite team? Is this the guy? Did I watch the Keemstar interview? Nah. I'm sure it will be a train wreck. I, the best, first of all, the first thing you must absolutely do if you're FaZe is you must put a gag order on Banks. Banks will fuck this up. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, I got nothing against the guy, but I you do not want somebody with a pattern of erratic behavior and a history of mental illness coming out ahead of a, 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 a make or break court case making definitive fucking statements. So if, I know, I, people are telling me I got to, oh, he's just made a video. How much incriminating shit's going to be in that? Uh, like, guys, for fuck's sake. And then, and then, you know, talk, anybody talking to Keemstar? But I guess this must be the alleged 11-year-old. I wonder why you would get him to lie and say he's 13. Is is Am I missing some, like, legal aspect there? Like, let's say the complaint is accurate and Heist Guy is really 11-year-old when he signs with FaZe. Why would... Oh, Twitch. You're right. I just looked this up, didn't I? So you lie about him being 13 so he can comply with Twitch TOS. Oh, my God. that's This is so bad. Oh, please let that be a lie. Please tell me FaZe aren't this fucking stupid. Like, tell me you're not that fucking dumb. Because that could legitimately get you all banned off Twitch. <laughs> now you've got real problems. Like, fuck me. <laughs> Come on. Come on. And 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 if if the California Labor Commission pursues looking into that... It's going to be, we want to see this guy's birth certificate. And and it's going to have an age on it, you know? Oh, dear. Oh, that's really bad. That's really bad if that... Yeah, fuck, I didn't even see that part of the fucking piece. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Um, no, here's the thing, Dylan. As I look this up, because I'm writing about... Um, People trying to groom children through Twitch right now. To stream on Twitch, if you're under 18, um, right, okay, so if you have to be 13 to stream on Twitch, and you have to have a guardian agree that you're allowed to stream on Twitch. So um, if you're younger than 13, you cannot have a Twitch account. You can't have a Steam account, technically. Um, but to stream on Twitch, to meet Twitch, uh, you know, you have to be 13. And it even, t when you go and create an account, because this is what I did. There's no age verification on Twitch. Um, I'm writing a story at the moment about people trying to groom kids on, on, on Twitch. And I've been sent evidence of people doing it. And um, I was talking about this the other night on the stream. Uh, and basically, when you sign up to Twitch, there's no age verification. All you need is an email. All you need is an email. You tick a box and say, I'm at least 13, and that's that. So...
um so watch the banks vid is it time but yeah this is really bad um because let me tell you it doesn't matter if you if you're phase if you've lied to twitch and put them because understand they're legal you know if you've put them in a position where they're legally liable in any way because you lied to them twitch are not going to be fucking happy with you so this is another thing like now now you're gone pissed off amazon um <laughs> like how many enemies like do you need to make in like one day and all because you didn't let tfu go and and yeah that's another point right uh you you have to be 13 to compete in the fortnite world cup that's where they drew their age limit correct um oh dearie dear i mean i it, when when was this story put out because he could be old enough now oh no this is march oh no it's not even ancient history i was like oh if this is last year technically no it, it's march this year oh no <laughs> oh god that's really bad that is really really bad all right well i guess we we dive into the the banks video today so i'm gonna take your girl high level content here i want oh. you guys to understand something very important too bays and banks have every right to be super emotional oh yes ninja i would i would love to uh, get your thoughts on it i bet I it I, let, let me let me let me let me guess right like like first of all why if you want to address tfu like why do we need ninja's fucking endorsement one way or the other on this but i guarantee you he's saying a statement going they have every right to be super emotional but also so does tfu i'm middle of the ground p professional streamer who doesn't want to annoy anybody you're not even let's see journalism. very important too bays right. and banks have every right to be super emotional what you guys are about to see right now sunday april 1st this is the day like these this is like this is when tfu signed got signed with phase look at these graphs Right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like, come on, man. It doesn't matter if you think he's family. It's about contract law. It's, it's not a blood pact. It's not the fucking, you know, we're not running around... 700 fucking AD Sweden making blood pacts and being in clans and going off on longboats with each other. You are my family. It's not Viking times, is it? It's fucking business. Grow up. I mean, when you're facing a lawsuit, the last thing you ever want to commit to the public record is your raw, uncensored feelings. No, definitely censor your feelings. Definitely don't be raw. And maybe, I don't know, you just, you just stay off 
social media and you fucking get a lawyer to put a statement out so you don't fuck yourself over here. So, and look, again, the, the whole point of showing that ninja clip is to go, hey, we, we made Tfue, um because he got a lot of attention by coming to us. That's partly true, but it's that none of that is the argument. None of that is even the legal argument they're making. The argument is that you fucking, mis you know, misrepresented your services as a talent agency, acted improperly, and therefore contracts null and void. And there's a bunch of other stuff. Oh, and you fucked up with the 11-year-old thing, and you've given me even more fucking leverage, and now the fucking California Commissioner, uh, California Labor Commissioner is going to be way up inside your butthole. Anyway... This is going to be night terrible. This isn't... Right, okay. Again, not a lawyer. <laughs> this is the last thing a lawyer ever wants to hear. Like, God. Okay, so just ahead of the court case, I'm going to put out a raw, uncensored, unscripted video I didn't prepare for. Please don't. Please don't put me in this uh, in this position. Because, you know, if I'm, if I'm T-Fuse lawyers, I'm like... Fucking buckle up, boys. They're gonna shit the bed here. And you just you just immediately download this video, like and and and, and go through it with a fine tooth with comb. So alright. Wow. Um don't even know where to begin with this, dude. I really don't. I'm just kinda spitting. Turn this the recorder off. I got nothing written down. I woke up about an hour ago to a storm on twitter to keem telling me you got to get on drama right now i did that and still even got the whole face team blowing me up a bunch of people hitting me up but i wanted to just give my raw side to the story i didn't want to be strategic about this i didn't want to be careful about this i i i love by the way um the fact is he must like because this has been edited with all the jump cuts in so he must have done this like raw uncensored unfiltered unscripted video but he still wanted to cut it down and condense it and try and make it as short as possible uh, there's probably fucking ads on it <laughs> i honestly at this nah, point there is i really don't give a f and it's about time you guys know in detail the truth about uh not only turner and phase clan's relationship but uh mine and turner's relationship first off i just okay the truth <laughs> that wonderfully subjective ephemeral quality you see when you de actively declare something to be the truth you're immediately in all sorts of problems because i mean i imagine the truth is what you can fucking prove right and this isn't going to be anything you're not going to prove anything you're going to basically give me a bunch of opinions and thoughts about how it's a betrayal and all of none of that's the truth i mean you know understand that the party that has filed a complaint against you probably feels all the same way but they didn't do that did they they just made a, a legal complaint and dealt with what appeared to be a very solid factual argument uh, for how you let them down but okay i just want to say i don't agree with what him and his team have done i think it's complete and utter most of it is a complete lie, exaggerated, and it's tactical, which you don't use tactics and legal strategy against friends. You, you do uh, when that friend is also representative of your employer and your employer has supposedly treated you unfairly, misrepresented that it's a talent agency, potentially, uh, allegedly put forward, uh, you know, non-binding, non-legal contracts that are now starting to hurt their career. Your friendship does go out the window right then. In fact, this has nothing to do with friendship and everything to do with the other component of your fucking business, right? So...
You don't use legal tactics in a legal battle, FaZe Banks. Like, you know, I'm I'm glad this guy wasn't around in Viking times. Think think how easy this guy wouldn't do very well in Game of Thrones, would he? Because I thought before anything else, before the business shit, before anything like that, before egos, before views, before all that. Honestly, I thought we were friends. Tifu, I called you my family, and I got no heads up. I got absolutely no warning of this. This is something that. No warning, yet it's uh, seemingly a matter of record that this has been going on since September 2018. That they sent you a letter in September 2018, they sent you a letter in March, they sent you a letter in May, they wanted their money, you knew there'd been beef over the fucking HyperX sponsorship, you didn't see it coming? Really? <laughs> oh, alright. That could have easily been handled offline, and if this was just about making even more money than- Handling it offline was probably the bit where they sent you those letters that were private and no one knew about them. <laughs> probably could have been resolved, oh, I don't know, privately then, maybe, perhaps. Was, was that not private enough? I mean, to, to, to characterize it as, oh, you've just dropped this on me publicly. Like, is, again, now, here's something I, I will be willing to believe. Maybe nobody told you this was happening, Banks, because from what I understand, you are so compartmentalized now from areas of the business. Maybe you honestly didn't know about those letters. But here's what's going to happen. If this does go to a fucking a hearing and those letters are produced, you don't have a leg to stand on to say, well, I didn't see it coming. They've written, the lawyers allege they have written to you three times to get money that their client is owed. Than you do now, and we could have gotten to that point right. too, dude. Like, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sure I'm gonna have a shit ton of hate on this video. I mean, you're massive. I feel like I've created a monster in some. Get me out. Created a monster. How? Listen, I'm not saying that. Um, you know. There isn't a, there isn't a cynical element to this. Like you know, you heard me criticize Tfue for including the skateboard thing and the alcohol thing and the underage gambling thing and all this other stuff and dropping the dime. Like it's these are tactics and plays. He wants out of his contract. He wants to pursue uh, a better deal. That's where he's at right now, um, and he will do anything to get out of it. But you create a fucking monster. Let me tell you something. When like. In the year that you've had Tfue, don't make out there's been no benefits to FaZe. Don't make out that if this had been an amicable resolution, you couldn't have still benefited from the relationship in some way. It's the fact that the, the relationship has soured so much because of perceived injustices on behalf of Tfue and the fact you couldn't come to an amicable resolution and just let him go, um, despite all of the evidence suggesting that probably shouldn't have been bound by some of the um, areas of the contract anyway. You, you find yourself in a situation, I mean, fuck, man, calling him a fucking monster seems a little bit unreasonable, all things considered. But if that's the price I have to pay, then so be it. I have to tell the truth and I have to get my side of the story. The price you had to pay, evidently, was to give him the money and just let him go and, and pursue that HyperX deal and join another org. I mean, that was the that was the price. You didn't want to pay that. You're not even a uh, I, I, I think you realize, right. my friend, that um, th there are people, a few people calling you a cunt in YouTube comments is actually not that big a price. The big price was what you didn't want to pay. So story out there i'm not gonna sit around and let people fucking gossip and competitors to my brand come out and talk shit like 
You guys are fucking snakes. You know who you are. I'm honestly just disgusted in the whole situation. I'm pretty emotional right now. And half of it is definitely just pure raw anger. But the other half of it, like I'm right. truly fucking like crushed right now. So I'm going to split this video into two parts. First, they're going to be the facts and the claims against okay. my no. brand. And Let's the second one is going to be the emotion and just the personal connection I have with this kid and how this just makes me feel. Because I have a very unique position in all this. I've done a lot more than most of you guys probably know and clearly more than Tifu's given me credit for or his dad or his team. I feel like it needs to be talked about and I need to get it off my fucking chest or I'm going to explode. Let's look at these facts and claims. I'm, I'm very interested. Ball wire you know, yeah. real journalism. And half the money I win is fucking charity money, but <sighs> all like the regular tournament winnings. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's get into the facts. So the fact of the matter is we have earned a grand total of, get ready for a drum roll, please, $60,000 from Tifu. That's how much money we have earned off of his whole entire career. His Twitch, his YouTube, which are two of the biggest on the platform, Twitch being the actual biggest Twitch streamer in the world. He earns a hell of a lot of money, a lot more money than you guys probably know. His code is another major stream of revenue. His prize earnings, another stream of revenue. This kid is banking, making more money than you guys know. I'm not gonna put that out there. I, that's his own personal stuff. But I can tell you that $60,000 of his total amount of money that he's made is probably closer to like 0.1%. And mind you, that's $60,000 because where it came from is important. That's $60,000 came from two brand deals that we brought Turner that we took 20% of. So that is an 80% split to Turner and then the rest, the 20 goes to Face Clan. We have which is strange because uh, this whole reversal of the 80-20 deal seems like such a weird glaring error because if it let's let's go down the banks route here and say banks is um uh you know correct in what he's saying and they're saying we took 20% why is why is it in the contract why does it say why did you admit later that there was an 80% finders fee so why did you give him 20% for these two deals when on your own twitter account you've admitted it was actually 80% you were entitled to take so like why why can we not get it straight on who's taking the 80 and who's taking 20 like like seriously like he just said that we took 20 percent, right so okay so the problem with that is i don't understand why you would if you believe the contract is is fine and you know everything you're doing is right and you're entitled to to these things you literally said in a statement on your twitter right which let me just bring this up okay here it is uh, wait, clicked on the wrong one. That's the, this is the follow-up. So here you say specifically that there is a clause in the contract, in, in TFU's original contract, where FaZe Khan could take 80% of a brand deal we introduced to him. For clarity, here is that clause. Brand deals featuring the gamer that exist on gamer or company's content creation platforms, i.e. Twitch or YouTube or social media sites, if the deal is brought to the gamer by company, 20% go to the gamer and 80% of the company. But what I don't understand is, in this, you, you've you got it the other way around. You, you actually say that... Thank you, that's $60,000 because I tell you... That revenue. His prize earnings, another straw, 60,000 he's made is, is added. It's literally, but I know you continue on 
really old face. Zero percent there. I, that's his own personal stuff. But I can tell you that $60,000 of his total amount of money that he's made is probably closer to like 0.1%. And mind you, that's $60,000 because where it came from is important. That's $60,000 came from two brand deals that we brought Turner. That Right. So brand deals you brought him of which you are entitled to take 80. We took 20% of. So that. But why? I don't understand. Why did you decide for these two brand deals to just re reverse the amounts in the contract? is an 80% split to Turner and then the rest of the 20 goes to FaZe Clan. We have collected 0% of his prize winnings. We have collected 0 on YouTube. We have collected 0 on Twitch, his subs, his ad revenue, nothing. Literally nothing. So I know that's basically the biggest issue and I don't know how else to say it other than the fact that it's just a bold face, flat out lie. And it was designed and worded to make people hate us. But you admit the clauses in the contract. So it's not a bold-faced lie. You can take up to 80%. It says it in the contract that the FaZe Twitter account put out. I've just showed it. Am I going mad? Like, am I going crazy? It's not a bare-faced lie at all. Like, what the fuck? And to put pressure on us to let Turner leave his contract that he knowingly signed, that he has gained so much from, that he refuses to negotiate on. It's... It's his right, by the way, to, to refuse a negotiation. I mean, but I, I'm still, like, just aghast. Like, d d you have publicly admitted on your Twitter account that the, and, and linked the clause 80% to the company, and yet here you are in a YouTube video saying it is a barefaced lie that you can take 80% of his earnings. But it isn't, and your company's admitted it on their Twitter account. Like, what is this? What is this fucking train wreck? literally heart-wrenching like i can feel my fucking i don't even know man i don't even know how to say this shit i'm so torn because i love you dog like i really do and i know you're watching this video and i know jack your brother is watching this video and your dad's probably watching this video he's probably the one in the room who's saying fuck this i know but i know you guys love me too i like they didn't face didn't say up to eddie uh, percent not at all look again i i, I will i will I, just to be absolutely clear They said a hard 80. They said a hard 80. They didn't say up to. It's just flat out 80. There it is. There is a clause in the original contract where FaZe Clan could take 80%. 80% of a brand deal. Not up to. Just 80% hard. And they linked the clause. And they said that they've never collected. And then we brought in a new agreement where it was 20% to FaZe Clan. But for, for a period of time... FaZe Bank's just dumb as fuck and can't even read a contract properly. Uh, appreciate the $100 donation, man. Thanks a lot. But then you say he signed a new contract... You're not even a real Last person. summer... That's right. Well, no, in fact, rich. you're not even saying he signed it. Right. Explain this statement to me within the context of what we've heard. Let us be clear. We have never collected on that clause. That isn't the issue. These original agreements were created by a previous legal team, and every new agreement since last summer has a maximum 20% phase and 80% to the gamer. But that doesn't say Tfue has that deal. 
So what you've done is he's on a contract that says one thing, but you've been giving him the 20% like it's a new deal. But he, he hasn't signed that contract, or you would just say so here. You would just say... So in other words, he's on the old legacy contract that you can enforce any time, but you have like some weird fucking gentleman's agreement, which have no place in business, that you'll only take 20%, which is what you're doing for everybody else. Sorry, mate. That's fucking... It, it, it's just flat out wrong. It's just it's just flat out wrong. And we no one gives a fuck about your gentleman's agreement or your fucking handshakes or your bros before hoes or whatever. It's got no place. This is contract law. The contract he is signed to is the contract that he is upset about. Not the contract that you verbally told him over cocktails you would enact. Yeah, I know, T I know T if you hasn't signed the new contract. I know. I can see that. Because if he had, you'd just say, oh, he signed a new agreement. The 80% is an old contract, and you win that argument. Instead of this nonsense. No, you do. You know this is my fucking life, homie. This brand is my life. It's my soul. I work every day for it. I've sacrificed so much for it. So much to this day for it. We'll get into all that in a second. But let's continue on with the facts and the claims. So the number two claim was, it was something along the lines of Turner was forced or like um, encouraged to... Now this bit, right, I'm going to side with Banks no matter what he says here. Because I find this bit about how he had to do, he was, he was encouraged to do dangerous stunts. I find this pathetic. It's risible. It, it has no place in this complaint at all as far as I can tell. I think duty of care is a very important topic in esports. I think people who run team houses, people who employ young adults, they really have to look after fucking players better than what they do. Um, when you do laughable claims like this, like, oh, I fell off a skateboard and hurt myself while they were trying to film me and I felt pressured into doing it. Once you start talking about that and like bringing that up as a duty of care issue, you really start to diminish the legitimate complaints that people have where it's like, you know, in, in League of Legends and, and Call of Duty, people are being fed fucking Adderall because they're told if they don't take it and they don't, and they don't play well, they're going to get dropped, you know. There's a world of difference between, hey, want to get in a skateboard and make a wacky video to take this fucking performance-enhancing drug or uh, you're dropped, you know. So, whatever. Stunts and as a result, he was injured. Like, homie, what? Turner, we all know you know, you're, you're a fucking sicko. You jump off of shit. You've been doing that That's far, right, far, far before you met us. And the first thing you did when you came to LA, the very first thing you did was you brought us all up to the reservoir and you jumped off of the Hollywood reservoir. And if anyone was pressuring anybody into doing that, it was you pressuring Tommy, his brother, Gwit into doing it. You Adapt. If you don't jump, you have to jump with one of us. All right? Yeah, who the fuck? You tried your hardest, your absolute hardest to get me to do it. Like, you threw money at me to do it. What? And again, I know it's strategy and it's something put out there to just make us look worse and worse and worse and hammer us all. This is legal all fair. strategy all fair. All, You yeah, don't yeah. let people all know fair. the storm's coming. And I'm those people that he That's all fair. It was coming. And you just fucking sucker punch him. You hit him from behind. And you catch him off guard. Well, Volume just jumped me, up. Dude. I'm all, completely off guard, but this is what's real and this is my response to this bullshit. What was the third thing? Oh, Turner was also pressured into drinking underage. Homie, that is so fucking bullshit and you know it. And everybody who was at those parties knows it. We went to a party at your current girlfriend's house before you were 21 and Turner what happened to that YouTube video you deleted it because your dad and your people freaked out because somebody shot a BB gun through their fucking cheek no don't do it bro uh -huh. don't do it. Turner don't mm. fucking do it mm. Mm. Oh. and Steve will do it chugged a handle of, of alcohol and you were trashed in the video and you were 20 years old at the time Boy. Let's go, Boy. Crack, baby. Let's go baby 
A lad, just as a man who has had a touch of alcohol himself down the years, I don't see a lot of pressure pressuring going on uh, going on here. Um, certainly, just looks like young people um, drinking alcohol because uh, you know, turns out uh, drinking alcohol responsibly uh, can be fun. So um, again, I mean, look, I understand why Banks is tunneled in on this part. I'd be very surprised if he talks about the eleven-year-old shit. Because this is very easy to deflect because that stuff had no place in the lawsuit to begin with. It's an embarrassment. And this is where Tfue will lose in the court of public opinion for it. His lawyers haven't done him a favor there because people will watch this video, you know, like the average fucking 14-year-old, you know, Call of Duty, Fortnite fan. And they're just going to be like, well, look, he's clearly lying and he's clearly a hypocrite, so he's bad. They don't care about the fucking nuance around... Um, uh, contract law or whether or not, you know, FaZe were acting as a talent agency. Tfue lied and betrayed FaZe. That's drama, I understand. And you know what? Banks is talking about fucking tactics. Uh, well, this shit's a tactic, isn't it? And I thought you didn't use those against friends, so. Um, but I mean, look, this, this undoubtedly, you know, Banks can win in the court of public opinion, I think, but uh, unfortunately just not in a court of law, which is where it matters. Was that at my house? Did I pressure you into doing that? Homie. Not gonna lie, you fa fa fair play to that motherfucker. Holy shit! I, I, he will not have enjoyed the forty-minute uh, aftermath after that. Jesus Christ! Um, what a mad lad! Uh, I had to do something like that for my rugby in initiation back when I, I joined my first Colts team. And, uh, yeah, I, I nearly didn't make it home, so, uh, don't do that, kids. It's not good for you. Me? I just want to throw something out there real quick. Uh, being pressured into drinking when you're not 21. I mean, literally everyone and their mother, not everyone and their mother, I mean, dude, it's like a thing. You go to college, you drink when you're 18, 19. I don't encourage or think that anyone should drink underage. But, like, also, like, if you guys have watched Turner, I, I, I feel like he's not a goody two-shoes. So, to me, that, I feel like that might, I don't even know if that is, like, no, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. I, for once, Ninja, I agree with you. You, you deranged, greedy narcissist. It's simply just not true. Well, those are the facts. Let's move on. Oh, wait. That's it? That's the clapback with the fucking facts and logic? That's the Ben Shapiro? Facts don't give a fuck about your feelings? Two clips of Ninja, a clip of the bit that everybody knows is embarrassing. And you, you don't want to talk about the 11-year-old? You don't want to talk about the talent agency claims? You don't want to talk about the fucking three times they wrote to you and withheld money? That is piss-weak! real journalism. That is embarrassing! That is like... Do you know what I mean? They allege that you didn't pay him money. Do you want to say something about that? He said that you fucking got an 11-year-old to lie to bypass Twitch TOS. Do you want to maybe just address that? Say it's an outrageous lie? You know, put all our fucking minds at rest? Nah, you don't want to do that. Can't talk about that. Let's move on to the part I can win. Not a tactic, by the way. Let's talk about my feelings and how I've been hurt and how I've been betrayed. And, you know, if you're a FaZe Clan homie uh, and, and, and you phase up and all the fucking hand signs um you know this is the part i can win this is the part i can sway you over and tell you why t few man bad right like, fuck me i want you guys to understand something very important too phase also as well like 
Am I, am, I, am I gonna say this? I think I'm gonna say this. I know enough about Ninja to know that while him and uh, Tfue did some streams together and uh, like played together and you know done all that together, he does that shit to benefit himself. And a chance to fucking like clap back and make a competitor, a potential competitor, look bad and gain some clout for himself. Ooh, Ninja lives for that. So I'm not surprised to see him in this motherfucking video. Like, I mean, and that is straight fucking facts. If anybody thinks that Ninja's out here not giving a balanced view on it and like, you know, this is a guy, by the way. Can you imagine if there was a fucking, like, when this guy left Luminosity, right? Shit, there's a whole story there that people need to know about. He was contracted to fucking Luminosity back when he was blowing up in H1Z1. And let me fuck go look that fucking shit up. Go look that shit up. Because when Steve Mider, the fucking owner of Luminosity, didn't want to let Ninja out of his contract. Woohoo! Fucking the boys were deployed. Like, there was pressure put on him, man. Like, but he got his. And he did the right thing. You know, he took the paycheck and walked away. Right? But, like, Ninja was in the TFU situation. You didn't stick around and stay loyal to Luminosity, you fucking lying-ass hypocrite motherfucker. What are you talking about? And yet here you are out here talking about how fucking, oh, he's betrayed him and FaZe fucking made him. Why aren't you still on Luminosity then? Outrageous! have every right to be super emotional. What you guys are about to see right now, Sunday, April 1st, this is the day, like, these, this is like, this is when Tfue signed, got signed with FaZe. Look at these graphs. All right, so this next part's gonna be the longest part, and it's gonna be the most emotional part for me. And this is where all my fucking emotions for this are coming from. And hopefully, it just paints the idea of why is Banks mad? What the fuck? Why are you acting like you made Tifu? Let me just break this down for you guys. <laughs> Let me tell you why I made Tifu. <laughs> Things not to say. Right, right now, a large part of this, uh, you know, court thing will hinge on you basically not being malicious towards the person that you represent in your own words. When you say, if you now, if he does now present an argument as to why he made Tfue, it looks so petty and spiteful, it, it again just cannot be a good thing, whether it's factually accurate or not. Guys, and just hear me out, and just try to feel what I feel right I'm, now. I'm feeling you, home. annihilated. I feel annihilated. I feel so crushed. It's not even funny. I've never been done this dirty by a homie in my whole life. A homie that I helped. A homie that I changed their whole entire life let me elaborate so i met tifu turner back in april i think keemstar said it was again i don't have numbers in front of me i don't have a script nothing this is raw from my yeah, we, we got heart that. and soul. I met Tifu back in April, a little bit over a year ago now. When I met him, I got into a random game with him. Noticed very quickly that he was incredibly good at the video game that we were playing, which was Fortnite. Watched his Twitch after that session to see if that was just a fluke, you know, like good game he had. It wasn't. I noticed and was very surprised at the fact that he had about 100 subs. I think I tweeted out his stream during that time. And guys, a year ago, I was in my prime. I was maxed out. I was doing great. I was getting five, six, seven million views a video. You know what I'm saying? I tweeted out his stream, got him up to whatever, blasted his stream. I obviously expressed serious interest in the kid. I liked the kid a lot. We get along, like me and him. We get along on a personal level. We laugh together. We crack jokes. We know things about each other that nobody else knows. Very personal. Very, very personal that I would never want the world to know about and he would never want the world to know about. That's a connection that we have. A true, almost family bond. And I would never, Turner, if you're worried about that part of this 
I would never in my life put that out there. I would never in my life drag you or I'm spitting just straight my relationship with you on a because clearly that's all it is. A big I'd never drag you. I'll just get ninja on a video until he can drag you. You know, fucking ignore me. Um, you know, I'm I'm just spitting it raw. But uh, but but here's here's another popular stream to tell tell everyone why you're a piece of shit. So I met him at around 100 viewers and I would watch his stream and I would study how he played and I would watch Ninja and Myth who were the two definitive one and twos at the time on Twitch. They were the biggest by far. Um, they were looked at as two of the best players on all these power rankings. All these channels were making Ninja was number one. Ninja was number one. Myth was number two. Myth was number two. And to be honest with you, no offense to my boys Ninja and Myth, but I just thought Tifu was better. I thought he was a better player. And to be honest, me personally, I enjoyed watching his stream more. And I put two and two together and I said, well, if this kid's better and I can enjoy watching him, I've consumed so much gaming content at this point, I could throw up. If I can sit there and watch his stream at night before I go to bed and actually truly enjoy it, then a lot of other people probably could too. So this is why Banks is a genius because he was watching somebody streaming and it, it took him <laughs> evidently days to be like, wait, if I enjoy him streaming, and other people enjoy him streaming, and I have a company that monetizes and benefits streamers, see, you know, I would I would never have got there. I, I I would I would never have got there in a million years if I was. You know, that's why I'm just not a fucking multi-millionaire. You know, I'm just a fucking just. Just a fucking old dude in a bedroom, just a boomer with no clue about any of this shit. So, um, you know, I mean, it, you know, when you hear it just laid out like that, it's like so simple, but so brilliant, you know. So quickly in my head, I tried to figure out ways to bring him into the team. And um, mm. luckily for me, and I say luckily for me because I was stoked. 72 hours had left our pro team, left Cloak, Space Lion, Jailmock. He left and everyone was freaking out. Cloak was bummed out. Everyone was stressed out. And I was stoked. I was happy because that's where I saw my in with this kid. That's where I decided to try to work him into the whole mm. phase system. I hit up Cloak and now I looked for these text messages because this was the one piece that I wanted to show you guys. Ooh, I don't text have messages. This is from a year ago. I have a new phone. Cloak. So Cloak confirms what Cloak you're saying have, but on Cloak Twitter. Cloak or Tifu would never dispute this. This is just yeah. the facts. This is true. But I contacted Cloak and I told him, listen, Cloak, you're the captain of the team. I would never normally suggest for you to play with someone or for you to team with somebody. You're the captain. I trust your judgment. I trust your call. I want you to have the roster that you want. But with that being said, please play with my homie Tifu. He's really fucking good. Just scrim with him. Give him a chance. And Cloak's response to that was something along the lines of, I know who he is. We're not interested. Turner knows how to get kills, but he's not good at building we have this person this person this person this person in mind we don't want to play with tifu again i pushed him yo just play with him just please scrim with him just give me that much that's all i ask and he did the rest is simply history they played together and they fucking crushed it they won scrim after scrim and they were stoked everyone was like fuck this is really where tifu started to really make his name and people knew who he was mind you listen people knew who turner was there's clips of him and ninja going at it in h1z1 or not or is it or PUBG, whatever the fuck. I'm sorry, guys. I'm fucking flustered, man. Like, I have this kid's name tattooed on my fucking leg. Like, imagine how dumb I feel right now. I you know, I I'd like to think that one day you'll look back and feel dumb for doing that, regardless of the outcome of the lawsuit. Um, uh, you know, I, I imagine how dumb you feel. I, I can't. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I can ever get there. But, you know... Um, yeah, we all get, we get silly tattoos, but this was a kid that you scouted 
I'll, I'll say this, like the, the, the fake contrivance of the idea that, you know, you can have this like relationship with somebody for like a year and they're immediately like in your heart, like, like you feel that they're like family, like, but that's pretty abnormal, honestly, like it's not how most people do things. And then, um, to muddy the water by the fact you have this business relationship together is, um, and, and, you know, in some ways your business is beholden to his success, uh, is very bizarre, um, honestly. So... I, it, not, not a healthy thing. I, I've said it multiple times in esports. There must always be a professional distance, and a lot of organizations they get all very hyperbolic. Oh, we're a family, we're bros, we're gonna be together for life. And then it's like one person starts doing better than everyone else, and fuck it, you've got to get that paper while you can fuck while you're hot, right? Otherwise, you just don't get paid. You know, so another guy four years from now thinking, fuck, I could have actually had a house paid off. I could have had my parents' house paid off. You don't have any of that because you, you know, fucking the power of friendship. It ain't a fucking anime, you know? There's a way to be professional and not be a piece of shit and get paid. Um, and and all this pressure that orgs bring down about, I thought we were family, man. I thought we were like bros and homies. Like, fuck that. It ain't got no place anywhere in this business. Progress. Let me continue on the timeline. So what came after that is we flew Tifu out, out here with, along with the rest of the team. These guys didn't have proper setups. I went with... Turner, Cloak, Jailmock, and Space Lion. I went to Best Buy with them, and with my own money, not with the FaZe Clan card, not with anything like that, out of my own personal bank account, I paid for all their stuff. I think I spent like $4,000, okay? On like mice, keyboards, whatever the fuck, <laughs> monitors and stuff, so they could play at the office. So it's it's just low-hanging fruit, isn't it? With these guys. Obviously, Tifu was locked in verbally with us at this point, and we had his contract ready. We gave him his contract that weekend, and he Me, a millionaire, spent $4,000 out of my own pocket i didn't use so did. a business that contract, account for that this. same contract is the contract that what is what, you make all your money from phase three year term i don't know exactly what all the splits look like but turn out grew it very quickly we've been working on negotiating yo what upset almost the entire appreciate it 55 months dog and we have collected again zero dollars on it and i've told him personally we are never going to collect on your prize money i want to make this stuff right i want you to be happy here i appreciate you being on the team etc 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 what followed after that so what i'm going to put up on the screen right now is a couple of graphs some math some receipts right of Tifu's growth when he joined phase after he joined phase it was all uphill from there he skyrocketed and everything that happened after that was perfect and some things we helped with some things we didn't some things were all him some things were all me and listen i don't want to give you guys the wrong impression on what i'm trying to say right now turner is an incredible player he's a multi-platform pro he's the greatest gamer on the planet i can confidently say that with or without phase clan that's how i really feel his personality's great he's just a stellar all around he is what you want to be if you're in this game you want to be Turner. And I'm taking no credit away from that. He's done so much for me, for my brand. That is not what's in question here. I'm not trying to at all say this is one-sided. He's gotten all the credit in the world for that. He makes so much money, it's not even funny. He has over 10 million subscribers on YouTube. He's the biggest Twitch streamer in the world. He's won and he gets cheered on and he has a massive, super dope fan base. I fucking love his fans and I love him. I really do. But that's not what's at question. He gets all that credit. He has all that credit. He's been given all that credit. But you know who has gotten none of the credit? Please don't say you. Please don't say you. I, I, he, he's not going to say him, is it? Uh, he's not going to. There's, there's no, no. He wouldn't, he wouldn't. He's going to say phase. He's going to say phase. He's not going to say him. I mean, it's still bad, but... Zero, and who's never asked for any of the credit? Me. This goes... Oh, 
Oh, it hurts. Oh, God, it hurts so much. Oh, it fucking burns. Oh, he actually did it. Oh, fuck. I know, man. Like... goes so much further and I'm gonna lay it all out I wanted to just clear that part up I don't want to misrepresent myself so they fly home around this time <laughs> don't worry about that buddy you're, you're representing yourself just fine performance and all that stuff Keemstar hosted those and the mm -hmm. only reason that he that Tifu got into those is because he was in phase Keemstar let him in because he was a part of phase clan deluxe so he actually would not have even made it into Fortnite Fridays unless he was a part of phase I'm just throwing that out there. That was the biggest thing for Fortnite for the week. This pulled in way more. I'm glad you just else. throwing it out there. It sparked a lot of careers. It highlighted a lot of people. And Tifu and Cloaksy, the duo, the duo that I handcrafted, crushed it. They won almost every single one of them. And um, that, more than anything, in Tifu's early career, the, the Friday Fortnite stuff. And if you were around and you're an OG motherfucker and you watched from the beginning, you know. That's. <laughs> Imagine throwing the term OG motherfucker about Fortnite, by the way. That, that tickles me. You know what? There's like a fucking 15 year old there, was there? Like, yeah, I'm an OG, man. I'm fucking. I'm gonna get hair on my ball soon. Like, fucking OG, motherfucker. Are we being real? Probably how a lot of his OG fans found him was the Friday Fortnite stuff. And again, he earned it. He won. He won. But doesn't giving someone that opportunity count for anything? Isn't it deserving of at least a little heads up that you're about to try to destroy my fucking brand? Something I've put my entire heart and soul into? Something that my entire life relies on? My family's life relies on? 40 some odd kids that you called friends rely on? Like, what? Don't I deserve a little bit more than that? And if I don't tell me like if i don't tell me i'll do it you banks um is not on my stream uh but I, but I, I will tell you no you've got nothing coming <laughs> sorry buddy um this was a business transaction uh, uh you know over the course of you acting as a talent agency which you admit that you do your talent got way way bigger than you can deliver realistic sponsorship deals you know commensurate to their market value for um and instead, what you started to do was stop them pursuing things individually because you didn't want their growth to potentially hurt FaZe overall, which, by the way, would be fine if he was an athlete within a structured team, but you represent yourself as an agency. You get him all these deals, or lack thereof, uh, and all the gentlemen's agreements in the world don't uh, make any difference when, you know, first of all, you've got him signed to a contract that that you could at any time enact second of all that contract may be materially breached because you haven't paid out the money for the deals that you got got him you know um and, and they've written he's had a lawyer engage you three times about that and then finally you're not a licensed talent agency operating in the state of california which invalidates pretty much all of it so you know what what do you want me to say homie like like what like it doesn't matter if you even believe in your wildest dreams that you fucking made this kid none of that none of that's relevant it doesn't matter like sure you gave him a great opportunity he took that opportunity he ran with it he's fucking huge now and he wants to go and be huge somewhere that isn't phase you know y y there's a way you could have took a w with this 
could have had a big fanfare with York that was getting him, could have, like, done a handover, talked about how it was, like, you know, not the end, and blah, 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 had some, like, inter-scrim, like, rivalry tournament, get some content out of that. There's loads of ways you could have gone, you know, could have had that sponsored, right? Everyone makes a cut of the pie, but instead, you brought all this stupid, pathetic, like, oh, it's your family, eh, betrayal, meh, I made this kid. You bring all that wah-wah bullshit to it, instead of, like, just thinking about it cold, clinically, um, contractually, how you have to think about these things and it's just laughable it's just dumb um and now you're like doubling down and talking about how you're entitled to shit here's what you're entitled to the fucking lawsuit you just got served maybe i don't maybe i'm way out of line saying this shit but it doesn't feel like i'm out of line i feel horrible right now and i don't feel horrible because of something i did i feel horrible because i feel wronged honestly i want you guys to feel me on this like really feel me on this because it's it's tough man like it's tough i'm struggling with this right now it's bothering me to my fucking core to my fucking core <sighs> man everything dude everything all the scandals you've been a part of with the getting banned on i was there for all of it i helped you figure all of it out by your side homie by your side everything down to your thumbnails and titles there's a long 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 list of a DM chat between me, his thumbnail guy, his editor, and Tifu. And in the early stages of Tifu, his thumbnails were trash. He didn't know how to title a YouTube video to save his fucking life. But I sat there every single day and helped him on every single one. Now he knows what he's doing, and that's great. But he I mean, okay, just also throw this out there. Cool. You um, understand how to game search engine optimization. You understand how to, um, you know get people to click on a fucking youtube video and you shared this vitally important marketing information uh with somebody that you you know felt it was vitally important to your business to have successful marketing because you wanted to build this kid and synonymously you know a rising tide raises all ships right so you're fucking uh, simultaneously rather your, your brand was going to go up in, in the further he got up the, the further face would go up right but like you have to understand that these are not employees for life and they work you work in a very competitive industry and if at any point he decides to leave, he's going to permanently benefit from all the knowledge and education you've given him, as I'm sure everyone at FaZe does. I have never heard Hector complain about this when someone's left Optic. Um, you know, like, I, I, I can't think of, I've never, I've never heard, like, Nate Shop bring any of this shit up. I've, like, legit never heard anybody, um, like, sort of, like, cry about making somebody a better person and better equipped to do their job while at the time they're doing their job it benefits you for them to be good at their job it, it's just non just nonsensical shit man um and again it's like you know everybody out there like just saying like fucking optic represent they handle their shit like i mean they've had some actual fucking betrayals like hector got fucked over in csgo quite prominently he's definitely had it happen in call of duty remember when courage wanted to go out and pursue other things pretty much the same situation we got here with tifu nobody saw courage blowing up the way courage did yet there you have it you know you got courage doing the cwl finals handing the trophy over to optic on fucking hector just you know he, he made it work i don't know if he's sad about it we ain't never talked about it i don't know if he was upset i don't know if he felt betrayed i don't know if he felt optic helped build courage i'm sure he does to a certain degree but you'll never hear him fucking say it and the only words that'll come out of his mouth are fucking how great courage is and how he deserves all the success you know why because hector got class homie
even what's a good example? Fuck, off the top of my head. The ninja thumbnail. The classic world famous ninja thumbnail where Tifu's knocking out ninja. I created that thumbnail and I can prove it. I sat on fucking Snapchat with my finger to draw and show how I thought this shit should look. I came up with the idea, the concept. Again, I, I just, I, I can't even believe this is something you feel comfortable putting out there in video. I designed one thumbnail for a video that blew up, so I made you, like, imagine that. I knew it would bang. This title guy came in and said, the ninja versus Tifu thing's getting old. I said, are you out of your fucking mind? We're putting Ninja's name in the title, it's no question. The video's gotten so many views and it's been a meme and Ninja copied it and he used it again. And you wanna know how much money I made on that video? Zero, nothing, absolutely nothing. You wanna know how much money FaZe Clan made on the video? Nothing. You wanna know what I have gained from Tfue? Cause I, this is another thing. I collect zero dollars from FaZe Clan. I collect yeah. no salary so that we can pay for these houses. That's a fun fact that none of you guys fucking know about. My company FaZe pays for both of our houses. I collect zero dollars because of it. And you don't pay yourself a salary, but I imagine that you have an expense account. It'd be crazy if you didn't. I also imagine you've certainly made lots of money in the past. And I also imagine you have complete, like a very large chunk of fucking equity and made a lot of money when it got refinanced in the way that I talked about. So the idea you're living in some sort of fucking like poverty to make phase work is fucking frankly laughable. Um, you know, probably, probably don't want it again. The, you know, that might trick some kids into thinking like, oh, Banks doesn't make a salary. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he gets paid though. These houses because so many people's lives have changed. Since the Nelk boys have gotten here, they've been working their balls off. They've been going up. This changed Rice's life, Alyssa's life, everybody in the face house's life. And that's what I love more than anything. I love to really take somebody because I was a kid who played video games, who was lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And this logo, Face Clan, this shit saved my fucking life and changed my whole world. And I know what it meant to me. And I want to apply that to as many people as possible. Okay, well, congratulations. I got some good news for you, Banks. You'll never see this, um, but maybe someone can in tell him this if you're a Banks fan. You did change Tfue's life. Congrats. You achieved your goal. You changed his life for the better. You literally took this kid, according to you, from tears to fucking glory, and now he wants to go to the next chapter. Sorry, it doesn't involve you. You know? It, 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 that's just how it is sometimes. But you can always be proud of the part you played in his life if it's all true and it's the way you said. Like... Why the fuck do you want to cage the butterfly, dog? Like, just let him fucking go. You know, if that's what truly motivates you, if that truly is what makes you happy, shouldn't make any difference whether he's on phase or not. But apparently it does. Well, people who deserve it. And Tifu, you did deserve it. But I did not deserve this, homie. I did not deserve this. Not even a fucking little bit. I taught you everything I knew. I was there for you. You confided in me. You told me things that your own brother doesn't know about. And you know what? Like, I noticed a change in you when you left the house because of Corinna, because of you and Corinna's whatever falling out when you guys originally first met each other. You left LA because of that and you blamed it on us and you made me feel like shit for it. That's the real reason why you left LA. And that's when I noticed like, that's not cool. Like, I don't deserve that. What the fuck? Uh, didn't he just say twice in the video he wasn't going to spill all the personal stuff? Didn't he fucking say that? And then he brings up this guy's, like, maybe on-off girlfriend. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't know if he's still dating this. But you, like, literally just said, I'm not going to bring up this personal shit because I ain't going to throw you under the bus like that. And then you literally end the video by saying, oh, yo, and when you left LA, it was because you, you fell out with your girlfriend and then you blamed us for it, which sucks. Like, you know, again, it's just so unprofessional, like. And here I am today blowing you up. Homie, is this real? Homie, where are you at? Yo, you got five minutes to talk? Dude, I changed your life. You can... I mean... 
he's also not going to talk to you because he's clearly got good counsel that are advising him the smart thing to do. It would be insane for him as a litigant to engage you in private conversation that could be recorded, um, you know, d depending on, uh, you know, uh, party consent laws in a state. Like, he's just avoiding you because now you're in a lawsuit. You had multiple chances to get off the fucking merry-go-round. You chose not to. Now you are here. And now he has to ignore you. No, no lawyer's going to go, oh, yeah, have a bunch of fucking private conversations on a recording device with somebody we're involved in active litigation with, you know. Like, and, and then, yo, I changed your life. Yeah, I know, you did. You did. That, you know, congrats. But why, why are you so bitter about it that it's continuing to change and continuing to evolve? It's like, it's not a good look. Never, ever, ever dispute that. And I know you won't. You know what, Turner? I know that this was not aimed at me. This whole lawsuit thing, this whole blow up. I know this wasn't aimed at me, but this is me. I am FaZe Clan. And um, that's another thing I didn't even touch on. I'm throwing myself in front of the fire. Like, I'm throwing myself on top of the fire. And I know that I am the last person that you meant to hurt by this. But you hurt me more than fucking anybody else ever has ever in this whole internet thing. Face. <laughs> fuck man you've led a pretty charmed life <laughs> me and you should go for a drink sometime i'll tell you some fucking horror stories buddy seems like it seems like you're pretty fucking lucky all things considered clan has changed so many people's lives and you just spit on it and stomped on it you took everything you could from it you sucked it clean of everything you could get oh, out of this it, language you fucking is so threw it in the trash like, because imagine, right? Like, obviously, there's going to be some fucking FaZe fans, like, out there who are just, you know, loyal to the brand, loyal to Call, loyal to Banks. Like, what is this shit like? Just, I'm just going to go on some insane fucking diatribe about how he's, like, sucked the brand and he used us and betrayed us and spit on it and stuff. And it's like, why do we need all this, like, vitriolic language? Like, what does this honestly achieve? It's like, it just looks so construed to try and make Tfue, um... Like, because at least when, at least with Tfue's lawsuit, there is a, a very clear goal that they want to achieve through the tactics they're employing, all of which are legal in their basis. This is like you're just trying to sort of smear the dude um, while your emotions are raw and like just make him have as bad an exit as possible it just it's just again it's just like really unprofessional and if look I'll, I'll be real with you if i was a player that maybe phase will look in a contract uh, or bring in i'd be looking at this reaction like well what happens when i want to leave what happens when I want to leave? And basically what you're saying is, when you join FaZe, it's like the fucking Yakuza or something. You chop off a little finger, you come in, and you're in for fucking life. And it doesn't matter how big you get or what you want to do in the future, if you ever leave us, you're breaking up the fucking family unit and you're betraying us all. And it's like, I, I, don't, I don't want that pressure. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen two years from now. Like, it's just a terrible look. Like, it would just put, if, if I'm a pro player out there right now and I was ever thinking about maybe joining FaZe, like, this video, this, like, ridiculous reaction would just put me off. How dare you? I'll never forgive you for this, homie. Never. And I know, I know, I and, know. Oh. This is going to be one of those times. And it gets very worrying when you start telling me that they're signing people as young as 11. Let's pretend 13 or whatever, you know. Let's pretend that that's just something that didn't happen. Because when you lay a fucking head trip like that on a kid and you're giving them money and you're giving them everything uh, that they want, the, the power dynamic is all kinds of fucked up. And... Um, you know, and, and kids aren't emotionally equipped to deal with that. 
So like you like you've got to fucking professionalize your org. I mean, it's obviously too late. You get this weird fucking familial culture that obviously works from a content creation perspective, but from a business, it's absolutely fucked. I'm gonna get shit for this. Like, I can only imagine this video is gonna have fucking hundreds of thousands of dislikes. I'm gonna get unsubbed. I don't give a fuck at this point. I don't care. People need to hear what I have to say about this. And this is raw. This Definitely is real. didn't. This is how I feel. <laughs> All the way down to your fucking vlogs. Who edits Tifu's vlogs again? Oh, that's right. It's the same motherfucker that's editing this video, Tiwa. The best in the game. And the more. I don't know about that. Best in the game if you fucking want epilepsy in induced from too many jump cuts. But okay, he knows. He knows. He's he's learnt the jump cut in the media school uh, that he that he. I'm sure he attended. Is is this the editor right at the end? Most handsome. Nah, but jokes aside, I just came here to point out that Banks did. Why am I hearing from the editor in this video? Why is the editor in this video? And why is he making a joke? Who signed off on this? What the fuck is this shit? Banks is like, yo, people have to hear it, man. I've been betrayed. No one's given me my credit. And then the editor just comes in like, <laughs> it's me. I'm pressing the buttons. Did indeed asked me to edit for Tfue and at the time I was like stressed, I didn't want extra work so I just told Banks yo I don't think it's a great idea but he insisted that I edit for Tfue and I just felt like at the time he had good intentions for Tfue, he really wanted his vlogs to do well, he really wanted to help Tfue expand his brand so he just you know convinced me to edit for him and I'm really happy I get to work with both of them. Who told you? Like, I did not need to hear from that guy at all. Like, I mean, does, does anybody think that that guy, like, added something to it? Like, I've already got Ninja to come and fucking cuss him out. Why Why is the guy who's, like, basically gone, okay, if I press D, it jump cuts, brilliant, right? Okay, I'm an editor now. What? Well, why is that guy coming out and telling me shit? Like, I don't give a fuck. Your opinion's fucking worthless. Like, holy shit. Do the vlog, Turner. Who told you you needed to start doing that? Because if Fortnite were to ever die off, you need to carry on. You need to continue to be this massive success that you are. <laughs> I who told you it would be a massive success and told you how to be that massive success but forgot to tell you that the caveat was you could only be a massive success for face that was me banks mr phase who encouraged you to vlog turner oh yeah that's right that was me too who went with you to best buy when you got your first ever camera your g7x who was with you who was the only person with you oh that's right that was me too. And I'm, again, not trying to take any credit away from him. Turner, I know you love it. I know you love it. I know you love that everyone sees you as the best. You're the god. You're the goat. You are, homie. I will bow. Maybe we can get the guy who designed this fucking, you know, Japanese uh, screen to come in as well. I don't know what's going on. I just designed screens. But uh, this Tfue guy sounds like a cunt. That's what Banks told me to say. Sayonara. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What the fuck the is this you. shit? That sounded weird. And as crazy as this is, you probably laughed at that. <laughs> It's crazy, man. I'm interested to see how you'll respond to this. And I doubt you'll respond publicly. When I say respond, I mean to me. Like, I, I wonder if you really understand what you just did. And I know your team of lawyers and your dad and stuff. I know they convinced you this was a good idea, but I promise you it wasn't. Maybe it is. Maybe it is for your career or what you have in mind for a career. And if you destroy part of Facecan in the process and you knock us down a couple pegs, if that's what your goal was, maybe you will succeed in that. Maybe you won't regret it from that standpoint. But as a human being, I think you will. Because Yeah, you know, maybe you'll win and you'll get out of that fucking contract that's probably null and void and you'll go and get all that money and you'll just enjoy a much bigger uh, career. And uh, yeah, FaZe is going to look terrible now because we could have just dealt with this quietly internally, but because of all our weird, creepy family bullshit, we wouldn't do that. So yeah, maybe you win 
that way. But you will feel bad probably sometimes when you're alone. Great. Got him. I think you and I both know you've never met a person who went out of their way for you like I did. And this is before the money. This is before the fame. This is before the success. This is before your clout. Your fucking bullshit clout. All this bullshit. God, I can't. Imagine being in the business where your soul, the way your business succeeds is by building up names and you get pissed off that you built up a name to be just bigger than your brand. It shows you're doing your job well. I don't understand. What's the problem? You succeeded, but now he must go. He's too big for you. Do it again. Remember, you're the fucking genius. You're the mega mind, right? You're the talent scout. Go find another one. Maybe this guy who's 13, wink, wink. Maybe you can blow him fucking up. Get him a fucking Disney Channel TV show or some shit. Like, you know what? Just move on to the next fucking episode, dude. Like, what the fuck is this? Bullshit fucking internet. It's just, it's so disgusting, man. I reached out to you. I fucking extended my hand to you when you were a no one. When you were a nobody and I believed in you. And I put everything I had into you. And all I can say is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this didn't work out. I don't even know if this is something I should upload. I really don't. This All it's gonna do is hoard. What lawyers do? Step one: Don't talk or text to the other party that's involved in the lawsuit, cause you may implicate yourself in other ways. Phase banks. What? Just talk to me, homie. Dot 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 slash facepalm. <laughs> Thanks for the twenty-five dollars, JM. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, oh, and yo, cheers for the resub, paint man. Good to see you back. Twenty-eight months. Uh, it's just insane. This is like just such a bad idea and you're like if you ever think to yourself I probably shouldn't upload this don't upload it. If you ever think to yourself. I probably shouldn't tweet this Don't tweet it and here's the thing you should probably live your life by that rule if you're not in multiple fucking lawsuits, right? Like just Just take the fucking breath dude like, this is proof that FaZe can do their job. That you can take somebody who's, who's raw, talented, green around the gills, give them the tools to succeed, give them the attention, give them the spotlight, that they can run with it, that they can then leave and move on to other things, right? And rinse, repeat. FaZe could have done this for the end of time and benefited. Some organizations never even get, like, to, to, to do this with one person face have done it with multiple people man like like if, if that's what motivates you if that's what makes you happy you have to understand not everyone sticks around for life like i say it's not blood in blood out it's not a gang it's a fucking business like what is this like i, I just can't like i just don't understand the rationale of having him come out and sit there and say all this it, it, this can only know this can only go like fucking bad for, for bad there's a few of you guys out there a few of you fortnite guys out there dakota's ask dakota's what i used to say about tifu he was another one who helped you very very early on because he saw what i saw in you you ever pay that forward you ever fucking cash that check you ever wait wait, wait sorry. i'm sorry that this didn't work out i don't even know if this is something i should upload I really don't. All yeah. it's gonna do is horrible things for me. I need people to know, from my perspective, how this shit went down. I need them to know. There's a few of you guys out there, a few of you Fortnite guys out there. Dakota's, ask Dakota's what I used to say about Tifu. He was another one who helped you very, very early on because he saw what I saw in you. You ever pay that forward? You ever fucking cash that check? You ever return the favor on that? I, I wasn't aware that it was in the contract that I had to pay it forward. <laughs> like, hey, thanks. Yeah, you've, you've helped build me. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm winning tournaments for you, wearing a FaZe jersey. I'm repping your sponsors. 
Uh, but what, like, I have to pay it forward as well? Like, what does that entail? Well, like, I've got to go and find somebody and bring them a phase? Is it like, it's like a fucking cult now? Is it like Scientology? You go out and recruit two fucking people, and you get to be the one doing the fucking testing? See how many fucking metachlorians, whatever fucking nonsense they fucking believe in this week? Like, is this what it is? Like, what, what do you mean, pay it forward? What's that even mean? Like, did you ever pay that forward? Who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter if every fucking night he jerks off on a giant pile of fucking money that you helped him make. That We're talking about a contract. Like, we're talking about contracts. Nah. Now it's all about girls who met you after the fact and people who met I you after the fact and lawyers who you fucking pay. Thrones. You've never paid me a dime in your fucking life. And I... Did he have to? What? What's this mad? All this mad shit at the end. You never paid me a dime. Did he? Was Was that part of the agreement when he came into phase? Like, you have to take me out for dinner once a week. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, why would he pay you? Like, that's not. That's not how it works. Like, phase already make the money off Tfue if they're doing their job properly. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, uh, we've noticed you're blowing up now, so uh, we we changed the whole paradigm. Yeah, you pay me a fucking salary. Like, what? What do you mean? Oh, this is a car. This is this is a car crash on top of a train wreck. Like, it's insane. I've done more for you than any of these people ever have and ever could. That's all I have to say. I still love you, dog, and uh, I wish this wasn't real. Anyway, to my yeah, fans, to all of FaZe's fans, to everyone who's tweeting out positive things, who's hitting this me up in my DMs for other wars, people from the Fortnite community who are texting me saying, I'm sorry, I know how bad you must feel right now. Because they know. People know. You guys might not know, but they know. I love you so much, and it's noted. Times like this, when, um, when shit hits the fan, you see who the fucking snakes are, and you see who the real genuine people are. If... There's any silver lining in this, it's that. So for that, I appreciate it. Everything that happens in life happens for a reason. Not to get all cliche and fucking corny on you guys, but that's just too what late I have to for tell that, myself mate. right now to keep myself from fucking wanting to just curl up and die. Yeah, that's about it. That's all I have to say. It's been your boy Banks. Phase up, phase the fuck up forever. For the rest of my fucking life, phase the fuck up and peace the fuck out. For life, guys. Remember, for life. Like, it, it's mental. It, like, there are probably gangs that literally are just like, you know, we, yeah, we, the whole life thing's not actually that big a deal. You know, as long as you just kill people when we say it, you know, if you want to leave, like, you know, in 20 years or whatever, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> for life! For life! Face the fuck up! For life, I can't, like, like, come on, dude, what are you running here? What are you running here? It's a fucking business, dude. It's a fucking business. And for one year, you've had the benefit of TFU, and he's had the benefit of you. And now that business relationship's coming to an end. An end that could have been amicable. An end that could have been dealt with privately. You know, you haven't addressed any of the fucking uh, complaints in this video. You just talked about how it's a fucking betrayal. Let's talk about what else is a fucking betrayal.
It's a betrayal. When you tell people, sign this contract, it's got your best interests at heart, and we will represent you to the best of our abilities, but by the fucking way, we can take 80% of what we bring to you and you can't have your own shit. That's a fucking betrayal, dude. It's a betrayal if you don't pay people their fucking paper on time. You're telling them it's a fucking family? You know? Like, well, but, but what, you treat his salary, you treat his money like it's a fucking allowance? They have to write to you three fucking times? How's that not a fucking betrayal, dude? That was totally unnecessary. Thanks for educating me tonight. Phase up, Kappa. Like, it's insane. I thought it was. I, I, uh, thanks for the donation. This fire-tuck-looking <laughs> motherfucker thinks he's running the Gambino Sports <laughs> Crime Family or some shit. What a joke! Fire-tuck-looking motherfucker. That's pretty good. It's good to see you, buddy. Haven't seen you in a while. Remember you, one of the sane people from the old unfiltered days. Um. Oh, and let's just look at these comments. Like this is what I'm talking about. Tfue just lost a great friend. When you... <laughs> fuck me. When you reminded us you got the code Tfue tattoo, it was the saddest part. I don't know if we watched the same video. Kezio. Because uh, I thought that was the fucking stupidest part. I thought that was the fucking unintentionally fucking funniest part. <laughs> Yo, Fuzzy up, homies. FK Fuey, right? Fuzzy up, man. You're right. Uh, this is so heartbreaking. We will forever you know, stand you know, by your side. Tfue right. is a whole snake shaking my head. Straight up backstab Banks and FaZe Clan who literally help him get to position he's in now. Because Tfue's talent, ability, and work ethic had zero to do with it in the eyes of the average uh, person, evidently. Damn, Banks. Thanks for always speaking from the heart and stating the correct facts. Not the other facts. Not the incorrect facts. They're the worst kind of facts. The facts that are incorrect, right? It's the correct facts that are really important when, you, when we talk about these things. It's got to be correct. It can't be fake. Um, yeah, and you're probably right, by the way, who said that sack of da danglers. You know, there's a piece of content coming. Tfue tattoo removal. We said we were fat. We were brothers for life. After having known each other six months. And he's just there, like, doing fake crocodile tears while a, fu while a fucking guy lasers it off. So who's Tfue, man? <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. He's my, he was my brother. He was my homie. That I'd known for a year. Ugh. I thought it would last forever. Like, Jesus. Oh, fucking hell. What an absolute fucking clown fiesta. Now, there was there was something else, actually. Let me... Let me um... Let me just see, because Jacob Wolf uh, did like a, a, a 
report where he like reached out to get some quotes from like talking heads that may be relevant. I'll just add at the end. Um, and then turn the fucking stream off and try and just like bleach my fucking brain. Because obviously Ryan Morrison wasted no time. Like I bet when the, when this happened, he was like, quick, get me to a fucking microphone. Press conference today. Let me tell everybody about why it's super important that me, Ryan Morrison, is the only person that can stop these things. And people like me, but there's only one me. Right, so let's just see how narcissistic his, uh, his statement is. Uh, on Monday, uh, TFU, for years, esports industry professionals have been outspoken about players' rights and difficult relationship esports teams and their players. Uh, between esports teams and their players, rather. Among them have been lawyers and agents who represent pro players, including Morrison Rothman, LLP partner, and Evolved Talent Agency co-founder Ryan Morrison and Brooks, Pierce, McClendon, Humphrey, and Leonard attorney Ryan Fairchild. Morrison told ESPN on Monday he believes the TFU suit might be a watershed moment that will empower players to stand up for their rights in negotiations. I mean, again, maybe I'm misunderstanding it, but, like, this is about him as an entertainer. That's, like, the, the crux of this. How much this bleeds into esports, as I see it, is pretty fucking negligible. Um, it might make esports players think think about what they do with their image rights, but you know, this is about talent agencies and, and entertainment and and all of that shit. Um, Morrison uh, said it might be a watershed moment. Empower players to stand up for the rights and negotiations. That change could include players fighting for the ability to seek out sponsorships on their own, which is fair. I, I think that should happen, uh, which would redefine the existing relationship between team and player. I think starting tomorrow, we're going to see contracts change drastically. Okay, tomorrow. I think every owner and every investor is calling their lawyers right now asking if they could review the template agreement they use for their players to see what is in violation and what is not. I'd guarantee most Tier 1 organizations will be sending us new agreements within the week for their current players, and as an agent and an attorney who non-pompously represents more players than anyone on the planet, it's hard for you not to be pompous. Um, I'm certainly no longer going to accept, well, that's how this is done. This lawsuit has empowered Tier 2 or Tier 3 players to have a voice now. Hilariously, when he says he represents more players on the planet than anyone else, I think the vast majority of the players he represents are Overwatch players. And we all know they've got no fucking rights in that league. So, um, And all of the agents tacitly, uh, sorry, implicitly understand that Activision Blizzard hold all the cards in that. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, you represent Overwatch League players. Will you ever fight Activision Blizzard for better rights? No, that would mean that if anything happened to the league, I would lose all my clients and therefore all my money. No, 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 no. Couldn't possibly do that. Um, whatever. J just an observation. Just an observation. Um, I would guarantee... Uh, um, I'm certainly no longer going to accept, well, that's how this is done. This lawsuit has empowered Tier 2 or Tier 3 players to have a voice now. Many esports teams currently act as agencies. They sell sponsorships and advertising deals for major influencers who are signed to their teams and reap significant financial benefit as a result. However, nearly all of these teams, most of which are based in LA, are not licensed agencies, and they also restrict the player from selling individual endorsement deals and sponsorship categories in which teams have pre-existing deals. Some teams, Morrison and Fairchild said, also restrict their players from seeking out third-party representation. This is also true. I've heard about this, and it's 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 egregious, and it's wrong, and it's terrible. Um, you know, I've heard of orgs that insist that, that you cannot have an agent, um, which um, you cannot be part of an agency. 
And I think I think that immediately is going to get fucking stamped out. That's not going to stand in the industry. Uh, no chance. Uh, generally, we've seen these exact deals from various teams. We at my agency, my law firm, don't accept deals like this outside of the rarest of circumstances. <laughs> so you do accept them. Uh, whatever. I'm not, I'm not here to roast, Ryan. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that is offered to a player that doesn't have representation because it's easy to get them to sign anything. It's easy to take advantage of them. They're just excited to play. It's like a high school band that gets a 100-page contract from a record label. They're not reading that contract. They're just excited that someone wants to pay them for their music and they're signing it. Here, these are players who have been working their asses off for years to become the best in the game they're playing. So when someone wants to legitimize that and pay them for it, they're happy to sign anything. In the lawsuit, Tfue and his attorney phase, blah, blah, we broke all that down. Um, the suit is indicative of a growing issue within the industry. Uh, a lot of players are contracting away these rights because they don't want to take, because they want to take stability of a potential upside, or they don't fully understand what they are giving up. I would say that the majority of contracts I deal with have provisions that are very similar to the ones laid out in this complaint. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, teams in places such as the League of Legends Championship Series and the Overwatch League often are better acquiescing a player's requests. Morrison said roughly 8% of players in the Overwatch League, which started in January 2018, have agents and lawyers as compared to 5% to 10% in professional League of Legends players. By his estimation, when the, and when the LCS started six years ago. Yeah, they do. Um, but what are you doing to... Like, what, what does it do? It just makes it easier for them to basically they own all of the brands right they own all of the franchise teams so it just makes it easier if they're all represented and in one or two place rather than having to go through the orgs that they own because they'd be sending contracts to their own like gms and it would all get like fucking weird so obviously it makes sense for the overwatch league it's a hermetically sealed completely fake non-organic with no grassroots esports league that is designed to make profit from esports by tricking people into thinking any of it matters uh when in reality we know that there's a flat salary cap which you're not supposed to be doing we know it's a secret salary cap that's going on behind you know what are the agents doing about that um uh you know and in fact the when when i think it was Susie kim tweeted about that she got told to delete the tweet and i i don't remember if there was punitive measures taken against her we know that's going on to this day we know people are lying about experience to get jobs and none of that's being brought up and these people are in positions that have direct duties of care with players i haven't heard you bring this issue up um and on top of that we still don't have a publicly available code of conduct for players in a league that promised and pledged it would have it by the end of the the year we still don't have that, and I had to publish it. So why aren't the agents doing anything about that? That's right. You don't really have the stomach for the fight with Activision Blizzard for some reason. I don't know why that would be, but it does look incredible. Unless there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that I don't know about, um, this looks like a relationship of fucking convenience um, than, uh, than, than anything else, than anything to do with, like, player rights where Overwatch is concerned. So let's not say the Overwatch... Let's not try and misrepresent the Overwatch League as being uh, progressive.
Let me, and again, yeah, it was. Uh, it was Susie Kim. Uh, in case people missed it about the whole salary cap thing, because I see some of you were doing questions. They put basically a soft salary cap in place, which my understanding is there's a legal requirement where if you have salary caps, you have to have like some sort of like players union or something along those lines. Uh, I think that's what I was told anyway. I'm not 100% certain. I haven't researched it. But uh, OWL teams have a soft salary cap. It's a now deleted tweet. Um, well, basically, Susie Kim spoke out, and it means that basically all the other organizations have been told to basically do a price fix, that you cannot pay more than a total amount for your team, which, of course, directly impacts players, because if you've only got a, a limited amount and a soft salary cap, um, you might want to lowball the players and not give them their market value. And if all teams are doing this, how is that good for players? So... You know, just um, just something to think about. Like, well, well I, I get concerned. I mean, look, I, I, I'm busting Ryan Morrison's chops, right? He's probably not a bad dude, but I'm busting his chops because he is trying to misrepresent the OWL as being a great place for players and a progressive place for players when all evidence points to the contrary. When when they put like really egregious things in, in the code of conduct that I come out that basically meant that you couldn't stream where you were like queuing with multiple players because this counted as a game and Blizzard owned the rights to broadcast all the games. How does that benefit players? It directly impacts on their ability to earn. So, you know, you shut that down. Um, yeah, this is this is all public knowledge. Again, I'm always surprised. People, I guess there's just so much bullshit around the OWL that people, um, yeah, they brought it in. They, they had these, like, pickup game streams. Oh, well, they had these pickup games where people were, like, queuing up together and stuff. And then in the, and again, it's on my website. Go read it. Uh, basically, if, if you queue up with multiple people, I, think, I can't remember what the number was. It might have been two. It might have been three. They might have drawn the line at duo queue. Um, but anyway, basically, if you played with multiple people, it constituted a team. And as a result, you didn't have the right to broadcast it on your own individual platform. And it got shut down. They were, players were told you can't do that. It's in the code of conduct I published. Um, so the the idea that like OWL, also as well um, in the code of conduct, remember how Riot Games are getting lots of shit for this forced arbitration thing right now? Um, let me Let me just see. I'm pretty sure... Pretty sure you agree to arbitration in the uh, in the rule book. If I remember rightly, I I, I I mean again, I don't want to start harping on about this because the stream will run for another fucking god knows how many hours, and I, I'm going to turn in and like try and enjoy some some of my uh, evening. But here's the PDF. It's on the the Richard Lewis, uh, you know, R Lewis reports dot com. It's on the, it's on the uh, website there. And um, come on. Oh, no, it's done that thing with because it's a PDF file. No. All right, I'll have to pick out the... Uh, I'll have to pick out the actual picture of it for you. Um, but on this, they have an entire part about um, streaming. Where I'm just going to find you the pictures, content restrictions. Right, okay. So here we go. Think about all of the stuff that we've, like, just heard, right? And, um, yeah, catch you later, Drill Sack. Appreciate it, dude. Um, man, I wish this fucking...
thing would just scroll. It's so irritating. That PDF files glitch out. Um, but yeah, basically, right, it says in the uh, Code of Conduct um, that when it comes to content and restrictions for your personal streaming channel, it says, players may stream video game content of Overwatch using their individual monikers tags both during and outside of the league season, provided the streaming may not be distributed via broadcast cable or satellite television. Um, all streaming of Overwatch can be limited only to the internet. It may not be distributed via any platform during the period of one hour before and one hour after any official league game tournament or other competition or any other scheduled league activity. So if you're not playing in like the playoffs, you can't stream one hour. You can't stream while the playoffs are on, right? Um, it must be... It must be pre-approved by the player's team, either on an individual basis or a blanket contractual approval. It must be in standard game modes, such as quick play, competitive play, or arcades. You can't play any mod modes. You may not be part of any other organized competitive play, such as a tournament or custom game. And except as expressly modified by the terms of the... Which is where they shut down the pickup games. And it said, except... Uh, as expressly modified by the terms of this policy, it complies with the terms of the Blizzard uh, user agreement. So, all it says here, player may stream video game content of other Blizzard games using their individual moniker and tags, but it may not be distributed via broadcast via satellite, uh, so they repeat that, may not be distributed via any platform. So even if you're, even if you're not streaming Overwatch, you can't stream if there's an Overwatch League event. Uh, it must be pre-approved by the player's team. It must be uh, standard game mo It must be standard game modes of other Activision Blizzard games. So again, you can't play mods of other Activision Blizzard games. You may not be part of any organized comp competitive play. So even if you're playing like World of Warcraft, you know, you can't play any like mods or any of that shit. Um, thanks for the five dollars there, Unix one seven two six. Hey Richard, I'm glad I made it to the stream. Great content as always. I appreciate Hope it, buddy. this will be uploaded soon. I think for me the funniest part has to be when we paused and hoped he didn't say himself, <laughs> only to say, drum roll, me, it was all me. Yeah, it was, it was all him. Uh, and then it says, players may stream video game content from games that are not published by Activision Blizzard using their individual monikers and tags subject to the following restrictions. The streaming can't be distributed via broadcast. The player's moniker tag must not reference any Activision Blizzard character, game setting, or other similar reference or intellectual property. The game must be rated by the ESRB uh, and may not be rated AO or its equivalent. So it can't, you can't play adult games if you're in the Overwatch League on stream. The streaming may not be distributed via any platform one hour while there's a league event or affiliated league event. Both the game and the player streaming has to be pre-approved by the team and the streaming may not be part of any organized competitive play such as a tournament or custom game. That's what it says. That's what you all agree to. So that's just the streaming. So how to, to, to be in the Overwatch League. So the idea that the Overwatch, and this is why they didn't release the Code of Conduct. So the idea that the Overwatch League is a good place and not at all like this FaZe Clan contract is absolute bullshit. In fact, the rules that are enforced by Activision Blizzard in some areas are way more egregious than anything FaZe Clan introduce. And yet we're being told by Ryan Morrison that the OWL is a great place for players because they allow agents to get a cut. It's not. Don't believe that for a second.
Uh, what's this? There's this thing as well called the off-limits list. So off-limit. This is any type of advertising, sponsorship, or marketing affiliation. It says the following product and service categories are on the off-limits list. Players are strictly prohibited from endorsing any of the following products or any commercial association with any manufacturers of these products and services on this list and cannot include any promotion whatsoever, endorsement, or other sponsorship of these products and services in any streaming. So you cannot, uh, I mean, right, it says... Non-Activision Blizzard games and related exceptions, other than streaming. So if I got a deal to, if I'm in the Overwatch League and a new game's coming out and they say, will you be the face of our game? You can't. So if you're, an, if you're a professional Overwatch player and Apex Legends want you to come in and basically be the face of their game. And we're not talking about streaming. We're talking about, you know, just on a, on a commercial. You can't do it. It's, it's, against, it's against the rules. That's on the off-limits list. Uh, you can't advertise drugs, whether legal or illegal. So weed, weed maps in legal states, you can't do it. Tobacco, uh, off-limits. Cannabis, it, cannabis. It specifically has a clause for cannabis and any products used to co consume cannabis. So again, they double down on cannabis, so it's in legal state. Pornography, gambling, whether legal or illegal. Firearms, you're not allowed to go and fucking stream yourself shooting some guns. You cannot uh, represent. You cannot endorse political candidates or, or or take part in ballot initiatives. You cannot advertise or endorse alcohol. You cannot do any uh, activity that is prohibited by any law. Um, you cannot promote any competitor of the league or any of its teams. The league and each team shall be permitted to determine whether the entity is a competitor. So anyone they deem a competitor to the Overwatch League, you cannot promote, endorse, be sponsored by, talk about, broadcast. Uh, any other product, service, business, or activity in the leagues or the applicable team's sole discretion that would bring the league into disrepute. Um, can the league require players to remove any content from the public domain and prohibit streaming in future? Yes, the league may in its sole discretion instruct any player to take down or remove any content that has previously been distributed or prohibit future streaming for any reason. This means if you have a VOD that you really like from a year ago, if you play in a game that Blizzard suddenly don't like and it blows up because sometimes these things get found because discovery on the internet's weird, Blizzard can insist that you take it down. You weren't even a contracted Overwatch player at that time, but you now agree to it. This is the happy friendly overwatch league for all of its players right this is the supposedly uh reasonable pro player league that agents out there are happy to work with it is a joke i think p motherfuckers out there forgot about dre they forgot about this fucking code of conduct because it's uh it's insane it's insane how bad it is. I might have to do another video about it and remind everybody. In light of this discussion about FaZe, let's review the Overwatch League Code of Conduct again and all the shit it stops you from doing and how it's anti-competitive. 
it'll get downvoted, you know right? But but I think people need to like have it drilled into their mind how fucking insanely bad it is. Um, but if you want to read the full thing, it's the last article on rlewisreports.com. Uh, you can download a PDF copy of it. It's called Release of the Overwatch League Rulebook. Um, just go read it, and I think you'll you'll be disgusted by a lot of what you see. And yes, I will update the website when I can be asked. Right, anyway, I think that's it. Um, uh, we should probably wrap up the stream there. I think this whole thing's, you know... Not a good look for FaZe. I think there's more to come out of this. I'm going to start doing my own research now. I'm going to download all of those documents uh, from the other lawsuit FaZe are in. I think, well, I think that could make for some good light reading on the stream at some point. I think we definitely need to start finding out how old this player they've just signed is, don't you? Because I'm intrigued to see if FaZe are lying about an 11-year-old being on their books for a lot of reasons. Um, and bypassing uh, Twitch TLS is might very well be the least of those um so I, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna dig into it it's time for ricardo louise to step up to the plate again um uh, but uh, the the priority is the child grooming stuff that i've been working on which is um uh probably gonna come out in the next day or two uh just need to check for anything back from legal not yet um, and that'll cause a big shit show with me and Twitch. I, I, the funny thing is, I just got uh, I just got accepted into the bounty program on Twitch. Uh, I, so maybe uh, are they going to be upset with me if I start publishing articles about that shit? Um. So whatever, we'll figure it out. Um. Well, as always, Richard Lewis will tactfully and diplomatically negotiate the choppy esports waters. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, thanks to everybody who subscribed, donated. Uh, it was a big stream today. Um, we had a lot of people on, you know, nearly 80, 1,850 people at one point. Uh, let me just tell you as well, in terms of, like, fucking uh, subs, I think, like, what's this? We had, like, a, we had, like, 168 subs come through today, which is, like, you know, really, really big. Um, a lot of them new. You saw that the new guys up here was like jumping up. We're up to 91 new subs uh, for the month, which is great. Uh, we had like, I don't even know how many fucking donations did we get? Like, there was some pretty fucking, there was some pretty big ones. It was like a $100 donation out there from Jam. So, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, and of course, uh, as uh, SMDH beat me to the punch, I'll obviously have to go and give some of this to Banks because by talking about him, he jam, made me... You know, I owe him. Uh, I shouldn't be pursuing my own stuff uh, in the way that I am. It's it's a great betrayal. Um, but yeah, really, uh, really appreciate all the support for the stream. I hope it's been enlightening. I hope people realize that, you know, don't get embroiled into the emotional nonsense about TFU. This is a business dispute, and he has a very solid complaint. Whatever you think about it, whatever you think about who made who and who benefited most, it's irrelevant. This is contract law, you know, and things don't look good for FaZe. So anyway... Appreciate it, guys. Uh, you're great as always. I'll probably be around tomorrow because you notice I didn't drink. You got through a stream without drinking alcohol. It's incredible. Um, and we'll pick it up from there and we'll go into all this other stuff. So, um, you know, I'll tweet out. Follow me on Twitter. Make sure you resubscribe to the YouTube channel where this VOD will be in the next day or two. And um, thanks for all the support and I will see you soon. Until then, take care.